Oh, yeah. I don't know why. I, I just, every time I hear that, I think of Harry just shaking his head like, come on, man. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Welcome in. What a weekend it was. You know, yeah, here, it was. Here in Philadelphia, we're going to be joined by the network in six minutes, guys. But here in Philadelphia, I, I know that, well, it was first thing that I talked about this morning on our own 29. And I also know that there are a lot of people that were able to get out there and witness it. But we have, I just want everybody out there. I know that this is not on everybody's radar. It doesn't have to be on everybody's radar. This is not a judgmental or even a leading statement. But we do have every single MLS slash soccer site out there loving this city and the team based on them winning their regular season. So I know it's not going to get pub and I know we're not going to talk about anything along those lines, but it was kind of crazy to see how normally like when's the last time. And that's kind of where I was leading this whole thing. When's the last time that we've seen everybody all in unison about, Oh, what a great story this is. And just loving one of our sports teams, even the super bowl. We went up against in this city, at least that myth and that legend of Belichick and Brady and all the negative that came with it. It's it's just, again, not to get specific about breaking down a halfback or goalie on the team, but just the fact that it's unanimous. And that's something that we never see in the city. Barry, what's he talking about? What <laughs> sport is this? The, the other football, as a matter of fact. Oh, soccer. <laughs> we have a soccer champion in Philadelphia? Yeah, I said it two times over. Wow. A lot of local guys on that team, too, man. Like, oh, man. You know, working to build that team up. That's awesome. Uh, look, I'd much rather talk about them than the Phillies, who are so boring and so backwards and get over on the fact that it's simply a sp spring to summer sport. But even the fan base, the dot, like the diehard Philly fan base, I'm right. just the people who love the Phillies and that's it. They're boring. Everybody, everything about the Phillies. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I can't stand the Phillies. I can't. I'm not really, you know, pro baseball either, as you guys know. Uh, fell out of love with that sport. Statement. It was just the fact that one of our teams, like even Villanova, Villanova couldn't even get a parade down Broad Street because they technically weren't from Philly. Yeah, that, that that's ridiculous. But <laughs> that was ridiculous. Uh, yeah. And by the way, there's a preseason ranking on CBSSports.com that lists Villanova as number one Ooh. in the country as far as oops programs. So there you go. Yeah, but I'm looking at PhillyVoice.com, Aton and Barrett, and I don't even see a a a category for the union. They've got this and the sports page: Eagles, Flyers, Sixers, yeah. Phillies, fantasy football, and wrestling. There's not even a union <laughs> tab up there. Look, and, man. I talked to Evan Macy and Matt Mullen about that one. Okay, How does Matt Mullen allow that to, to occur? That is outrageous. You play the hits, and apparently wrestling is a hit. Now, I would argue that you could remove the Phillies from there, and, and I would think that for – Yeah. You know, I'll give you an example. You know what the Flyers are? The Flyers are like flea and tick medicine for your dog. What? Just You have a dog, Barrett, so you can appreciate this. Right. You don't need to put flea and tick medicine on like the back of your dog in the middle of the winter. It's like a right. six month thing. So you can just forget it, not buy it, put it in the shelf and then break it out again. Once it starts to get a little warmer tick season. That's what the flyers are. Like we love them when we need them, but they're not a year round discussion. You can no. shelf them. The days of the broad street bullies. I think they're coming back, man. 
I think they're coming back. Stop. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> no, but I, I, I do know, know a little bit of something about the, the, the union. I mean, I had an interview. Uh, what's the, the goalkeeper's name? I think it's Blake or something like that. Last name Blake. Well, I interviewed him for a show I had on NBC. So hey, look at this. real cool guy. Real cool guy. And, uh, and then deeper in the sport than us. The, the, the experience you go. I went to a game. The experience at the game before this COVID was amazing. Right. I mean, amazing. Oh, it's a great pull, time. Yeah, they they, they pull yeah. out all the all the you know everything to, to make sure you have a good time there. Yeah, that, the last it is time a great the Eagles time. were unanimously loved by outside of this city. They're never unanimously loved inside this city. Was was it the Super Bowl? Even then, I kind of felt like there was a little bit of you know just people waiting and hoping for the Patriots to win. What do you mean they, outside yeah, the city? Yeah. You know, because this uh, inside the city, it's, you know, I'm talking about like NFL.com, ESPN, Fox mm. Sports, all of them writing, you know, positive, great stuff. I think it was McNabb's years when number five was here. That was the last mm. time unanimously we had people just really loving Philadelphia football. That wow. was probably the last time. Barrett, get back to me when you interview Alejandro Bedoya, okay? <laughs> all right. <laughs> you looked that up, huh? <laughs> Of course I did. Now, are we going to play the audio of that interview, Harry? Is that what you want? Oh, of his interview with Andre Blake? No, Alejandro Bedoya. Oh, yeah. Well, if he does, okay. if Barrett gets him on the show, sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, just making sure. Now, yeah. we've got a lot that we're going to hit into coming up in 40 seconds when we're joined by the network. What a day it was in the NFL yesterday, including right through last night's debacle for the Buck. And then what Saturday, was that? Like, th this is crazy. We are on overload. We've got three things. This is how ambitious of a show, as we're about to be joined by the network, this is, is going to be. In partnership with I'll tell you in Media. 20 seconds. And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle starts now, starts now. on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, it's going to be a very ambitious program today because we have three things that we have to talk about and have to hit and have to hammer as much as possible. Obviously, number one on a Monday is always going to be what happened yesterday, not only from our perspective, even though our football team was off here in Philadelphia, but around the league. A lot of things happening, good and bad and we've got thoughts, we've got opinions, we've got reaction, and we're thinking ahead as well. Now, Saturday usually gets pushed to the back burner. Maybe one or two big stories creaks and sneaks their way in here. But the reality is, is that it deserves a lot because there are some major disappointments, a couple of big upsets. So we have a ton of things in just the world of football. And as I mentioned, gentlemen, the third, and I don't know about you, but we can talk this out live in the minute and 90, 30 seconds, I should say, that we have here which is Alex Trebek dies, a legend dies. And normally we come back with music. You know, Ron Culver plays music, who's producing the show in Houston. We have enough clips for Ron to return from every break with a Trebek cut. 
Is that right? Yes. Now, would that intrigue, interest, and be something you guys would get behind? Are they sports-related cuts? Well, they could be sports. They can be just Trebek-related cuts. It's all sh- clips from the show, except mm-hmm. the one from The Simpsons that I dug up. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have to have something from The Simpsons or King of Queens. Is there an Alex Trebek no. tribute on King of Queens? If there were, we'd already be playing it. Trust <laughs> me. This would be the open here. Now, no. How do you, how do they lead into questions? You know, when, when they ask the question, how do they lead in by answering the question? What do they say? Like what is, or who yeah, is. What, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is? What is Anton doing today? And Aton Shander is doing this today. <laughs> what is Aton Shander? What is this? What is that? What is King of Queens? Don't be asking those questions. Trust me. You guys don't want to ask questions. You don't want to hear the answer to. I, oh, I mean, come on now. We, we were subject to your, uh, to your 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 golf game and 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 you just kicking it early in the morning, I mean I I, hey, I got I, out I was, early, bro. You know I had a lot of work to do. I had to do some push-ups. I had to watch some college football. I wasn't even out of bed yet, and I got the text. Hey, you you know otherwise, Harry knows you walk out to one of these crowded fields and it's you know a bunch of people on you. Well, I'll explain when we get back. <laughs> All right, subscribe. How'd you do, Aton? Um, when was that? Saturday? Saturday. Saturday, I played with... So, it's it's postseason now, so you don't really need to keep score. I probably shot around like 99, 98, something like that. You can play, play. See, I don't play, play. No. Not no. you, Harry. You, you go play? I played like shit all weekend. <laughs> you played the entire weekend, not just one time. Saturday and Sunday, I played. Yeah, Saturday, Sunday. Wow. Yeah. Sunday, we, you can go out. Is it the same with you guys now, Harry? You can go out now with a, like a six or seven, as long as you're not in the middle of a jam sheet. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that they'd want that on a weekend anyway, but during the week, you can get away with that now. The weekends, you can now because uh, it's not as jammed. Mm-hmm. So they open it up. So we we went out with a six yesterday, and it, it's just it's crazy. I mean, it's madness. You got balls flying. And... You play your own balls at a scramble. No, no, just play your own balls. It's like, you know, guys versus girls. It was me, my wife, her sister, brother-in-law, and then her parents. So it's I would never finish the game. Trust me, there were a couple of holes where I, I was not. Saturday, yeah, I, do I, I wanted, uh, she didn't get a picture of it. Saturday, I was three feet away from a hole-in-one. What? Yep, it'll never happen again. <laughs> wow. Yep. That was my one shot, my one opportunity. An Eminem song. You only get one shot. <laughs> well, why do you think it's your only your only shot? I because best shot that I think I've ever hit in my life, Harry. It was uh, you know the down par three. It was five on Huntington Valley, so the second par three on the front nine, not the early one. Okay, five. Mm-hmm. So you have to hit over that small. It's right by like where the drink cart is. Yeah, hit an eight, perfect. It was one of like eyes were wide open, hit the eight, perfect, everything bounced maybe seven feet and just stopped three feet in and was right there. And I was just like, man, I don't know. That's the shot that brings you back. Were you uh, uh, quoting Hal Sutton as the ball was in the air? (laughs) Oh, be the right club today. No, no, I was not. (laughs) I was I was quoting Ray Romano and King of Queens. Oh. oh, baby, be it, be it, be it, baby. 
He was in King of Queens too. Yeah, that you know, King of Queens is a spinoff. A lot of people don't realize that. That I didn't re realize that. Yes, Ray Romano had Everybody Loves Raymond. I like that oh, show. Yeah. And Kevin James was Romano's like male guy, like UPS guy. And, and oh, that kind of right. off of his buddy. Then he turned into his buddy. So yeah, Romano's on like three or four episodes. Educating you guys, man. Doug. Harry had too many transfusions. This is the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Well, we One might of as the well. Topics oh. covered in a Major League Baseball course at Arizona State is this player who broke the color barrier in 1947. Chowka. Who is Babe Ruth? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Robinson? Yes. Man, it, it's, nope. wow. it's nope. really important to understand two things. One, and, and Ron and I had this argument, this is going to take over the whole show. Ron, you know where I'm going, so this is going to take over the whole show if I go Pretty down that much, road. Yeah. So I will not go down that road. Uh, that was pretty funny. I'll just leave it at that. I, I let it be known, Ron Culver, for the record, that I can and I'm able to bite my tongue. Okay. Sure. What does this ever happen? Yeah, well, exactly. Right now, I'm I'm making it known right it. now. Jesus. <laughs> um, that was pretty funny. That was pretty ridiculous. No, that might have been one of the worst answers you'll ever hear on a trivia show, right? Yeah, and and it's funny. It's it's That's typical. Right. With that show, because you know I, I've watched the show. I wasn't a regular watcher, you know, every night. But sometimes if I catch it, you know, I'd like to challenge myself in the first puzzle, the first board, if you no. will. And then when they come back from commercial for the second <laughs> board, it's like I can't answer anything, you know, because they step it up like ten notches of difficulty of the questions. But yeah. in the first board, it was like you know sometimes fun to see how how many you could get, but. How much of the show was him versus just what I said, where people wanted to tune in to sort of challenge their own intellect or lack thereof? I think it's a great question. And, and I would say for me first, I think what made Jeopardy amazing is the combination. I mean, what, it's basically it's trivial pursuit for really smart people. Mm -hmm. And it's not any flashy graphics there's no big wheel, right? No Bob Barker yelling. There's no crazy fans. Come there's no hot down. chicks. No, yeah, there's no hot right. women. Right, yeah. right. I mean, think about it. It's one of the most watched, consistent game shows. Right. It doesn't even have like a family feud element to it, where there's at least the ability to interact with the contestant. Not to mm -hmm. say one. A lot of them seem, you know, like very focused and hyper smart. But I, I think Alex Trebek was such a vehicle to make it entertaining. I, I don't think you could just throw people in there, even entertaining people in there. Like you had to be really smart. You mm -hmm. had to be really quick. And I think you just had to flow with it. And he did a great job with it. You know, it's, it's a crazy, it, I, I didn't realize it was this severe, the circumstances surrounding it, prostate cancer, but he's out. And, was it prostate or pancreatic? Oh, pancreatic. I apologize. Yeah, because I, I, I thought it was pancreatic. Yes, and, and you know, that's that's a terrible, terrible thing yeah. to go through. Right. Just to see, but that show is iconic. Yeah. And it has to be, I mean, think about it. Like, what would be somebody other, unless you watched it growing up, but if you had the opportunity to choose and you and you watch Jeopardy. I don't know how that's not your favorite show. Right now, I'm wondering, how, you know, who follows him? 
obviously you take the check, whoever you are, but it's so difficult to follow a, an iconic figure like he became through that oh, show. Man. You know, you know what I mean? Eitan? like, you, you know, question. obviously you take the check, but you've got to realize like nobody's ever going to treat you or react to you the way they reacted to him. Right. Right. You know, you know, you, you can't live up those type of expectations. That's, right. that's just too high. There's an he old thing the radio where you never want to be the guy that follows the guy. Mm -hmm. You want to be the guy or the person that follows the person that follows the person. Mm -hmm. Meaning, <laughs> if you try to replace a legend, you right. never, and you will constantly be compared to that. But if you replace a legend with somebody and then find your way to replace that person, there's a little bit of a distance that you can take advantage of. Right. Man, yeah. I'm it's just like uh, Cam Newton. He's He'll never be able to be that guy there. Right. He can't, right. He can't follow Brady. Even if he were dominating, which he's far from that. But you're right. right. That's a great example of even, and we're not seeing it, but even if we were to see, and look, they're playing well in the ground. I guess at some point we'll creep into that game. But that in its own right is, is fascinating where you see, even if he were to play well and they were to win that division, he would have anybody. It's not fair to Cam. I mean, anybody would have to come in and mm -hmm. really play outside of a shadow, which would be really difficult to do. But real quick, before we talk about what Berserker Swordsman is referencing on the stream, where you can watch us, phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio as well. And that's Harry's background. Yeah. Two teams, right. typically one on the background. As far as who to replace, like we should put that out there, you know, on Twitter and, and elsewhere. The best replacement. I don't think you go Hollywood because Trebek wasn't Hollywood. I know mm -hmm. they want to remake all these old crappy shows now, but I don't think you go just some celebrity. My my suggestion would be go someone like Ken Jennings. The smart oh, yeah? guy to ever play and dominate that game. Let him take over because you have to be smart. Like you yeah. can't throw well some Matthew McConaughey idiot in no, there. No, Vince Vaughn or something <laughs> no. like that. No, 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 you can't do that. You can't do Will Farrell because Aton won't allow it. Yeah. Um but I'm thinking like what about that other guy? Who's the other guy that sports the this the gambling guy Holes that Holes hour. Yeah. What about him? I just think well Jennings beat him head to head. Yeah, I know, but Jennings is a drip. <laughs> Look, I, I gotta be honest with you. This Holes hour ain't a riot either. He's oh, I know. <laughs> but he's weird. Like I, I, I find here. something compelling about him because he's so strange. Yes. Well, guys, guys, I just want you guys to know I'm I'm out of this wheelhouse. I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about or anything. You never else. seen Jeopardy? You never? Yeah, watched I watched Jeopardy, Jeopardy but not like that. I mean, that just didn't interest me. You know, what is this? No, I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not messing with that. I'm watching football, bro. I started to be the stereotypical guy. Like, but yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I wanted to watch football. I was not. Well, I mean, it, you can at least recognize that Trebek is an iconic game show host. Very, very much so. Very yeah. much so. But right. I just get mad because you know he's asking. He's asking questions, and I'm in. I'm in school, and I'm having those same type of questions asked to me. So I was out on that. Tell me you didn't <laughs> stick around for the next show and to watch Vanna White uh, turn letters. I couldn't do that either. No, couldn't do that either. No. But think about it. Vanna I'm not a game show guy. Vanna and Sajak were great, and yeah. they're still doing it. They're great, but they look—they need a big wheel. Yeah, they need these flashy letters to turn over on big trips and prizes to yeah. give away with all kinds of imagery. That's what I see. That's what I would think you, Barrett, as a former NFL football player who had to constantly work every single day to get to where you are and then stay where you are. You would have people 
grueling through a 30-minute show answering some of the toughest questions out there, walking away with like $12,000. <laughs> Meanwhile, Price is Right, all these other shows, well, all you need to be is an idiot that guesses right, and you walk <laughs> away with sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000. And a car. Yeah, and a car. Great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what I did watch? Whammy, no whammy. Oh, press your luck. Okay. Now we're back. Now we're back. Now we're back. I love it. So Berserker Swordsman on the stream wants Harry to take down his back screen right there. Yeah. The green screen. That's not going to happen because no? this is just, uh, this may never happen again. And Penn State fans better hope it never happens again because when are they ever going to be 0-3 to start a season again? Wow. You know? Probably under their next head coach's first year. <laughs> is that what you think? Well, here, why is James Franklin still there? Michigan, we can look at Michigan and mm -hmm. see that they're they are just afraid because they can't replace the name of Harbaugh. They could probably get a better coach slash recruiter, but they can't replace that big name. Mm -hmm. Wait, why can't? What is Penn State doing? Are we just going to blame this on the pandemic? Are we just going to blame this on the fact that they had injuries and guys opting out? Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, that's exactly why. That yeah, they, but has has they, an every team. Yeah, Hasn't but they, every team had that. I, that's why you, you won't see a lot of firings this year. There should be a firing at University of Kansas right now. Well, yeah, now right. Out of there. Okay, fair enough. But Penn State came in as a top 10 team. Right. They came in as the number eighth ranked team in the country, and they've lost three straight games. And the last came to a Maryland team that was a double digit favor or dog. Yeah. I mean, this is this is a disgrace. And yes, Who they beat, I think, 59 nothing last year. We can't say this is all because Micah Parsons is opting out and they no. lost a running back or two. Well, I, I don't know, man. I mean, two his little brothers. OK, but he's not as good. He's not that good. They beat they beat him 35 to, to 19. That was ridiculous. That uh, Jarrett, the wide receiver is pretty good. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. a real good. Yeah, I tell you, too, his older brother was pretty damn good, too, outplaying Kyler Murray at times yesterday. What the hell was that? My, are we going to have to start taking the Miami Dolphins serious right now? I know. I didn't see that coming. I, I had the other side of that. Me, too. I got yeah. ripped up on that game multiple times over. But I, first off, right away, they get Murray like they got Goff. They strip sack him, take it back, and that just set, like, it wasn't a tone so much. But it just set kind of this advantage that even when the the Cardinals came back and they were up, you never really feel like they had a hold on that game. Right, right. It's like it was like it was just gonna melt out of fingers. It was gonna fall through their fingers. And yeah. I, I, you know, talking about customizing an offense around a player, I mean, they totally changed everything around, and he is flourishing in it. You got to do th things like that. So that's why I said, look, Peterson, you got to look at what's going on around the league, see what yeah. guys are doing. You know, I mean, did you see this? Even the Saints, their yeah. second team quarterback. I mean, they 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 play power football with their quarterback. That was crazy. How about Jameis Winston getting in that game and <laughs> going back to Tampa and getting a series, completing a pass? Yeah, was Brady even <laughs> at that point, or was he already in in the tent and just hanging out inside? Did he have to sit on the sidelines and watch the end of that, or is that in his contract where he yeah, can leave got early? He's got to sit there, bro. He got to. Oh, okay. I didn't know if he added it in his contract. With uh, it, it wasn't in my contract to stay with that game. No? <laughs> no. Well, I, I fell did. asleep in the first half, woke up. The second half was just beginning. Tampa has the ball. They're driving. And I see Brady find Gronkowski in the back of the end zone with what should have been a touchdown to maybe keep you in the game. 
and he drops the ball. And I'm like, this is over. Oof. Right. Went right to bed. Yeah, it's amazing. He threw three picks like yeah. back to back. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. Well, I, I, and again, I, I think that game itself was it was fun to watch, I think, from a Tua slash Miami standpoint. But I, I think it becomes a little disappointing that they were in, like, again, Arizona, I know, has gone through some ups and downs on their defense. But that game should have been more difficult for Tua. That's just I, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at that. And I'm thinking their offense should not. It, you're down a uh, running back a tight end. I mean, mm -hmm. you're down a bunch of guys for that Miami offense. You're also dealing with a rookie quarterback and you should just, you know, Joe Burrow, has, his life has been difficult. Kyler Murray last year, right? You know, your lives are difficult when you're first starting out in this league. And it felt like Arizona didn't make it difficult for him. Well, it took a lot of the reading out for him. They just made sure that he, he could handle the ball efficiently, whether he's carrying it right. and short passes. Miami, you're talking about. Yeah, Miami, yeah. Right. And I'm saying Arizona's defense didn't do anything to really counter that. Nothing. Nothing. And, and I, that's why I was surprised at uh, how they played Dallas. You know, they played Dallas. I mean, it was a perfect game for them. And they, they weren't really getting pressure, not real pressure. But, uh, you know, they just stymied them for some reason. I, I, I don't know, you know, because I couldn't see any pass rush for this for that, uh, for, for that Arizona team at all. But yet, you know, I saw a lot of it, you know, and other times they play when they played Seattle, Seattle, they were bringing it. I didn't see that this game. And, you know, it's kind of different. Why would you blitz, you know, Russell Wilson, but then you turn around and you don't blitz Tua? They probably took him lightly. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're, we're at home, Tua threw for less than 100 yards last week. He's not ready for prime time. That's great. You know, you get up for Russell Wilson. That's true. Right. That's yeah, true. That's, that's probably the biggest thing right there. They got up for Russell. It's just like the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's why I said that line was screwy. Right. Uh, you know, we were talking about this last week. I thought that was a short line based on, you know, just recency bias and just how this entire season has gone for the Cowboys and how it's gone for Pittsburgh. And sure enough, it played out that Dallas had the lead in that game in the fourth quarter, which is crazy. They had to come back to win. It yeah. was crazy. Yeah. You know, tomorrow, Miami, no whammies. Yeah, I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, talk about, real, real quick let's talk about that we'll take a quick break we'll come back talk about that tone on the stream all those nfc west teams coming back down to earth they're frauds i think two of those four teams i'm inclined to agree about will hit that cowboys steelers game coming up it's the middle on phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio all right we got uh three here yeah, Penn State beat Maryland 59-0 last year at Maryland. Jeez. <laughs> Penn State has Nebraska now on the road. You would think that would be a win, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Do you see that picture I sent you? Was it Saturday or Sunday morning? What with picture? Everything leading Dallas, sharp money signals. They're experts. Like it's crazy. I've never seen that. Tried to get it to you before the kick, cause. <laughs> uh, wow, this this lines up to ten. You're asking about I'm trying to find it now. Sorry. What? Your, your question just now. Oh, Penn State, they're a three and a half point yeah, yeah, favorite. Yeah. Sorry, 
That's right. I was looking for a team. Three and a half on the road. Boy, I was really wrong about Indy this week. The Colts. Yeah. That and Arizona. I just. That surprised me, though. I thought Raiders, Indy. Though. Did you see my man Phillip Rivers uh, out there trying to make a tackle on that return fumble? Somebody <laughs> needs to come up to him, man. Come on. What is that? He looked like a crab on his back. Yeah. And one of those throws. My God, it looked awful. It looked like one of those Nick Foles-type throws where they just wobble up there. Man, I got Cleveland in minus two and a half against the Texans. That's a crap game. Dolphins, yeah, but I mean, that's, come on, minus two and a half against Houston, who couldn't even beat the Jags in cover. How about Michigan loses to Michigan State as a 20-some-odd point favorite Michigan State turns around and gets thumped by Iowa 49 to 7. Yeah. I can understand that. That's, that's one of the most fundamental teams you can play for is uh Iowa. Iowa, they're just some tough, tough cat down there, man. Nothing else to do but play football. Yeah, that's it, right? You're raised for it. And mm-hmm. if you're small enough, you can play basketball. I got Seattle plus two in LA this week. Love Seattle. What'd you say the line was for Alabama? Like 24 and a half. But in the NBA, the LSU, yeah, the guy's got the wow. first job here. in television. If he comes Let's back, in on Scott Perel. In 20 years, uh, to coach, I'll keel over. You I mean, like that Iowa line, three and a half at Minnesota? He's been, he's been offered the White House. Yep. Turn that down, too. Man, Indiana is only laying seven at Michigan State. That doesn't seem right, does it? No, you think that's going to be bet down? Or Minnesota stinks. No, Indiana's at Michigan State. Liberty's laying 32 at Western Carol or at home against Western Carolina. You are listening to the Moon on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. 100 plus assists in an NHL season has been accomplished only 13 times. 11 times by this player. Joe, who is Magic Johnson? <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. We're talking about hockey, not the NBA. Uh, That's actually worse. At least that other woman was in the same sport. Yeah. Oh my god. That that's got to be the worst answer in the history of a game show. It's pretty bad. Like that. That person couldn't pick out anybody that you and I, Barrett Brooks, Ron Culver, we all take for granted that we talk about on a day to day basis. Mm -hmm. And I could give you an, an analogy and an example, if you will, right from King of Queens. But this is a bite your tongue Monday for Aton. All right. Just let me know that. <laughs> well, that, that was always one of the things that I found entertaining about Trebek is that he could make you feel very embarrassed as one of those smart candidates. But just by the way he would tell you you were wrong. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's an art. He had that definitely. Right, we're talking about hockey, not right. the NBA. Yeah, like that's a you great idiot. Point. Can we hear that one more time, Ron? Because I, I think Harry picked up on that tone. It's a very subtle, mm-hmm. aggressive tone. You gotta give me a second. Uh, it's it. it's hilarious, and I think you're right. I I and you know now since he's no longer with us, we should be able to talk about it without you know looking at because it, it's not going to hurt or damage if anything it adds to his legacy the fact that he was so quick with it mm-hmm. but yeah I, I think you're right there's something there in that tone of Trebek I mean that is just that's a terrible answer 
terrible answer. <laughs> it's probably the similar answer that any of us, right? Any of the three of us would give on Final Jeopardy for 17th century impressionists. Yeah, and there, there would also be this sort of look in his face as he's delivering the right. "no, you right. idiot" line, right? right? And then going back to the next question, he'd sort of hang on, looking at the the contestant like, <laughs> "Are you serious?" <laughs> and he used the cards to like point at him too when he's saying mm -hmm. <laughs> yes he did that's right amazing all right well do you have that clip one more time ron yep all right let's listen 100 plus assists in an nhl season has been accomplished only 13 times 11 times by this player joe who's magic johnson oh no diane who's wayne gretzky wayne gretzky we're talking about hockey not the nba you know, Hockey, not the NBA. And he slides in. A, oh, no. <laughs> a little subtlety. Oh, no. <laughs> in other words, bozo. Right. <laughs> you remember that that gif that was out there? Oh, no, baby. What is you doing? <laughs> like, oh, it was the start of that. Oh, no. What? Oh, no, baby. Oh, no. Just, just, no. It was, they, they used to break into, you remember that? They used to break into guys' house. It was all, it looked like fake. But they would break into like, uh what what star was it jermaine o'neal they broke into somebody's house and they were playing around on the court and stuff it was ridiculous but it kind of reminds me of that all right jermaine o'neal the pacers yeah 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 yeah. yeah. They, they did that with somebody there i, I forget who it was <laughs> so we look right now at that game you mentioned yesterday about the cowboys being right down to the end we talked mm -hmm. about this the three of us talked about this and i raised that question on friday about if you think this would be a perfect storm of one team thinking, well, even if we tell ourselves we're going to play really hard, it, it's almost human nature kicking in like, eh, let me just show up and we can pound this team. Right. And another team being like, look, man, at some point, something's got to give. And we at least are more talented than a three and 13 team. And you would at least get some fight. Right. From that team. And that's what we saw. Yeah. The embarrassment level just gets to a certain level where you just, as a professional athlete, you're like, enough. Uh, we're showing up today. And we may not win, but yep. we're going to show up. It's a different mentality. You're like, look, man, we got to stop the bleeding somehow. Some way we got to make something happen. We got a, a, a young quarterback. Some of us have to get, step the game up and, and, and really play for this guy. Now Give him a chance. If Gilbert started against the Eagles, what's yes. the result? Yes. Yes. We would be second in our mm -hmm. division. Yes. Dallas. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that, that is, I knew exactly where you were going. You didn't even need to get it out. So is that the tank you're talking about, Aton? It's like, you know, they had this guy Gilbert on the roster. They knew what he was all about. They didn't just discover some of his abilities this past week. And yet they chose to start that other guy against a divisional team. Why? That might have, that might have a lot to do with, um, uh, Jones's ego. Like uh, I drafted this kid, so I'm going to play him. You yeah. know, that's that type of deal. Look, I, I also think on top of that, Barrett, that we shouldn't overlook the fact that people make mistakes. I mean, right. how long was Mac Hollins? And some of it is a mistake and some of it is compounded by, like you said, no, 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 that's my guy. Hubris. Exactly. And, and I think these guys just got it wrong. Are we really going to trust Mike McCarthy as a talent evaluator and, and recognize that he is going to be able to discern which of the two quarterbacks are better. No, he made a mistake. I think it probably comes down to human error. Hmm. I can't get over watching that guy on the sidelines and all that's it's like the Dalton eyebrows. The only thing that goes on in my head when I see a shot of Mike McCarthy is low football IQ. Low football right. IQ. You can't, I can't, it, 
it, I can't get that out of my mind because the whole time I'm looking at him, I'm trying to watch the game. I was like, how is this guy a coach? Why is he a head coach? Those guys are listening to him. Well, take me back because, I mean, he's been – he was at Green Bay for a long time. Right. What was his claim to fame? Was he like the defense offensive coordinator yeah. at Green Bay prior and, and just got elevated? I don't know the particulars. I got to look that up. Well, are you I, saying like what was he doing while he was at Green Bay as the head coach, meaning was he involved in the offense or – right? No, I mean, like, how did he get that gig? Like, was what was the offensive coordinator before he became a head coach at Green Bay? No, I think no. San, San Francisco? Francisco. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he was, but it was only there for the 05 season. He he made his bones as the Packers coach in '99. Right. So that was the Brett Favre year, right? He yeah he left um he he can't he became the head coach after Shermer. Right. And so uh, he was already familiar. It was like, you know, he was there as the QB coach and then he left, built up a little bit of a resume. When you work with Sean Payton as an offensive coordinator, that helps. And he got a job, but he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Yet still this cow. Like, all right, let's look at this. We'll talk about this in the break. How dangerous are the Dallas Cowboys right now that they found some life and the Steelers are the only undefeated team in the NFL. It's the middle. Only undefeated team in the NFL. Are First time ever been. Ever. No. Right? Yep. People have to be crazy right now, huh? Bro, it's, it's ridiculous, man. It's you ridiculous. know Mike McCarthy worked on the Pennsylvania Turnpike? No. Yes. To supplement his income. What? While coaching out at Pitt. <laughs> Only yeah, he, he was the like grad that. assistant at Pitt. When he's like it was first gig, I'm and I guess he needed yeah. extra money because those guys don't get paid squat if they get paid at all, right? So I mean, what was he a toll? What, do you think he was a toll taker, or was he a guy that worked on the maintenance crews, like picking up dead deers and stuff? Because <laughs> I think that's a Mike McCarthy job. You know, you take the truck out, put the four way flashers on it, cruise down the turnpike, and pick up dead deer. Yeah, how big is he? He looks like uh, he's a wide individual, but how mm -hmm. tall is he? Uh, uh, he went to Bishop Boyle, you know that? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> from Homestead, Pennsylvania. Yeah, but here's the thing. I, I think, well, there are only really two jobs you can do on the turnpike unless you are a state police officer. And that's cleaning up stuff or maintenance, right? Outside right. of being a poll taker. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But you're either coming down, like you're either working with the police officer or state police officer who has to clean that deer off the road or you've been contracted or, or working for somebody who's you know setting up cones and pen dot pen dot right yeah pen dot's the only people that will work on the turnpike right well, would say pen dot wouldn't it in his bio right it says philadelphia pennsylvania turnpike so my guess is he was taking tolls can you imagine that because this is before easy pass right you know right so uh, here's the quarterbacks that, that made him the guru he is. Uh, he had uh, Rich Gannon, mm -hmm. pretty good. Elvis Gerback, Steve Bono. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't see. I, I just don't know. I, you know, the biggest thing is when you have a guy like Brett Favre, you don't have to coach because he's going to do what he's going to do anyways. Yeah, right. I played with Brett. Brett's one of those guys that, man, he freestyles. Freestyles. And he was only there a year. Yeah. Yeah. Under with Brett, you don't really have to coach Brett. Yeah, you don't have to coach Aaron Rodgers. Right, exactly. You don't have to coach any exactly. of 
That is crazy. But uh, I didn't you know, I didn't think the Clemson offensive coordinator did enough to let that kid just unleash that kid on Saturday night. He could throw the ball down the field. Yeah, he can. And yeah. when he did, he, they were successful with it. But I don't you know what they really couldn't get the ball down the field because I tell you what, that the end sucked. Huh? He yeah, sucked. Not good. not good. Oh yeah. There ain't no Heisman for him. No, not now. Right, we got a nice little juicy Trebek clip coming that we can talk about that Cowboys game a little bit more. Where we are in the NFC. This is the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Uh, football 200. Your choice, do or don't name this play in which the quarterback runs the ball and can choose to pitch it to another back. An option play. Ryan? <laughs> uh, football, 400. I can tell you guys are big football fans. <laughs> Tom Landry perfected the shotgun formation with this team. Dallas Cowboys. Uh, do you think we should go to commercial? <laughs> Ryan, take it on to 600. Okay, by signaling for one of these, a returner can reel in a kick without fear of getting tackled. Fair catch. <laughs> Two clues left, Ryan. 800. These penalties are simultaneous violations by the offense and defense that cancel each other out. And they are called offsetting penalties. Let's look at the $1,000 clue just for the fun of it. <laughs> Jimmy? As Minneapolis's U.S. Bank Stadium prepares to host Super Bowl 52, I'm looking at the Ring of Honor with names from this defensive line that took the Vikings to four Super Bowls. If you guys ring in and get this one, I will die. <laughs> <laughs> People, we're gonna take a break. <laughs> that's go. the only. That's the only way I could survive on that play. I yeah, do all those. Know where the category you clean up, right? <laughs> now you knew as soon as that first one was the uh, uh, nobody. Right. You, you knew everybody was cooked. Mm -hmm. if you weren't gonna no. get that first one. You sure as hell weren't even gonna get the offsetting penalties. Right. None, none of those guys ever did anything on Sunday even closely remote to football, period, point blank. I love the yeah. way he goes, fair catch. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should go to break. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, that, And that that's, again, where, think about it. Otherwise, it's one person asking five or however many there are. I think five questions, right, per category. Mm -hmm. And it's just, uh -uh, and then pause, uh-uh pause i mean right. think about you don't have graphics you don't have this wheel that we said there's no rod roddy who's next rod you know there's not a so it really is a play off of alex's commentary slash his ability to move something along like that mm -hmm. and right. we all laugh at it because it's our world but look at how self-deprecating they were as well where it's just like look you know what do you want from us we're not gonna get any of this <laughs> right. i got nothing here yes i've never sweated in my life <laughs> Rebecca was a master at that and you know he still made fun of him don't get me wrong he didn't right. take anybody off the hook there was no denny green stuff going on here nobody was taken uh, off the hook right now let's look at the speaking of which the dallas cowboys pittsburgh steelers game 
has created a lot of controversy now in two areas. Yeah. One, are the Steelers any closer to eclipsing what the Kansas City Chiefs are right now, which is the number one team in the NFL? And are the Dallas Cowboys back in contention for the NFC East despite losing yesterday? Have at it. You know what? I'm, I'm going to say this. Dallas, on paper, has a really good team with exceptional quarterback position. I don't understand why that defense isn't playing as better, as good as it should be. I mean, they have pass rushers. They have linebackers. They finally have guys back that can cover now. Mm-hmm. Why are they so bad? Why is their defense so bad? I don't understand that. But then if you look at Pittsburgh, I think they just didn't come to the game um, focused enough. And, you know, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a knock on – on you know their head coach, you know he's gonna be pissed when wow. he's in practice. You know, wow! You know, yeah, he's coming down on Tomlin. You have to, man. You have to. You know that's his team. They came and they were not ready to play that game. They well, weren't you, mentally ready. Yeah, but you can't have your A plus or A at an A plus game every week in the NFL. Right. It just doesn't happen. Right. The good teams are teams that like Pittsburgh can still win on the road with your C game. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But you know you just can't do that, and he understands that, so he's going to use that. Um, as as a, as a means of going to the latter part of the season. So when I look at their record, let me see the final couple of games they have. They have some really good Cincinnati cool this week. Yeah. So yeah. Cush game Cincinnati. Um, they have to. They still have to play the Jaguars. Um, the Washington Football. They look, I know you say Cush game Cincinnati, but they're going to make that defense work. Right. Right. They, got, they, offense, got, they have talent on that offense, and their quarterback is better than the guy that Gilbert Gilbert Godfrey that yeah. we saw yesterday. They have Cincinnati twice. They have Buffalo on the road. They have the Colts at home, and the Ravens at home left to go. Yep. So I mean, three of those three of those games are, are Cush games. You're gonna have to say that. You, you have to say that Jacksonville, mm-hmm. the Washington Football Team, um, and both Bengals games. That's four games that they're going to win. They're going to win if they go in with the right attitude. And he's going to use this as a springboard to make sure. And you guys remember what happened with that lousy Cowboy team. You mm-hmm. see what happened. We almost Ooh. lost that game. So right. this is going to be a motivation piece for him going into those games. So in other words, you're saying this is the perfect scenario because every coach wants this kind of game Absolutely. with a good team because now they can still get in their players' rear ends for the re- for the second half of the season. Yeah, you guys want immortality. You can't go play like this. You can't go out there and and and, and lose to a, a Cincinnati team you're supposed to beat up. So you want to go uh 16 and 0 and be the first team to do it in in in, in so many years. You're gonna have to go out there and make sure you focus every single play against every single team because you just don't know. Any given Sunday, you can have a turd come in and beat you. Hmm. Wow. And and I think you look at how a lot of coaches will use that. It reminds me of the old Shashevsky teams that are 30 and two heading into the tournament. And those two losses came from, you know, UNC once and like a, a random FSU loss. And then mm-hmm. they lose, you know, that second to last game because, you know, it's UNC or it's a close one where they have to really sweat it out. Or maybe that first round where yeah. they're going up against the Citadel as a 16 seed. And then, and, and it's a sweat. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And then and you can see that. And, and Barrett's right. Teams mm-hmm. will go on runs. And even if it's a football team that is cruising through and, you know, they're already 14 and one and they lose that final game of the regular season. And it's like, yeah, sure. They didn't need it. They already had the. But now coach can even use that and say, look, this is what happens if you slip up. So you've convinced me. I, I mean, I think the, the Steelers are definitely coming out 
and firing after this, they probably do look at it like it's a loss based on them having to come back. I, has your opinion changed on Dallas at all? I mean, look, we no. we have a football team in Philadelphia that has to take on the Giants first and then get down their way to the Cowboys. But no, no. not at all. This no. team can't scare you in the NFC East. No, <laughs> sorry, we'll, we'll get up. We'll get up for them. The Eagles will get up for that for for the Dallas Dallas game. But we just, uh, you know, and you'd presume and, they'd be healthier, but you know, when, right, when they right. face them again, and, and that's the biggest thing. This the Eagles team is not really a bad team. Mm-hmm. And all that's why they have some players. They have enough talent to be very good if their quarterback situation was straight. Now, if they can go out there and play a fundamentally sound game at the quarterback position, it's all it's all up to Carson Wentz where this team goes. And he's the he's the X factor. If he plays well, this team will play well. And I'm telling you, they could be just about anybody in the league if he plays well. He cannot continue to play the way he's playing because it's on his shoulders. This is his team. And he plays a terrible game. You're going to see a terrible football team. He plays a great game. You're going to see a phenomenal football team. You're getting back your starting offensive line. You're getting back your starting running back. Those two things alone will have the offense pointed in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Now you look at Dallas. This team now has some hope. It's yeah. one of those, you know, you don't you don't get a you know pat on you, they're gonna get a pat on the back because they play well against the, you know the only undefeated team. So they have a little bit more of a a sense of all right, we can do this, even with this quarterback, we'll be able to do this. I thought we don't give away moral victories on this show. No, Dallas got a moral victory out of this last game. Here's we, why we it's a moral victory because the team still loses, but they cover the spread. Oh, there it is. <laughs> That's a moral victory. There it is. Your team loses, but they still cover the spread. Mm. That's what we call a moral victory. I put it in perspective. You put it in perspective, bro. <laughs> Coming from a guy with few morals. Absolutely. I only apply them sparingly because I, I don't want to be looked at as even more of a hypocrite than I already am, Harry. Right, right, right. I don't want to draw an even bigger light on you. Here's the thing, though, and, and this is what I'm curious about. As we look at this ridiculous division, and, and let me just say this. Before we get back to your comment on Carson Wentz, because it does factor into the NFC East, Daniel Jones is Daniel Jones. I, he is not going to change much at all at who he is. He can put up some points, but he'll kill you. He's a poor man's version of Carson Wentz right now. And that says a lot because Carson Wentz is terrible. He's a poor man's version of himself. But what happened yesterday with Washington should not be swept under the rug, at least in my opinion, as some sort of great storyline. I recognize that Alex Smith has come back from a lot to get back on a football field, and I commend him for that. But Mm. that's where it stops. He threw brutal pick after brutal pick with very little pressure in his face and deserved to be ripped for that. He single-handedly lost that game two times over for Washington. Okay, so are you saying that Washington football team is also doing a subtle tank by not playing maybe the best quarterback that they have on their roster? Well, no, that's the thing, which is Kyle Allen dislocated his ankle. Okay, but I mean, you know, too, man. Haskins. I yeah, but I think that they were actually. That's where I think Ron Rivera was actually trying to win a football game or two, putting out Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen gave them the look. They're not a a three and thirteen team. They're probably like a six and ten team if Kyle Allen is healthy and plays every week. Hmm. Now you've got Alex Smith and everybody. Oh, what a great story! What a great story! I'm sitting there watching the game like. 
He's throwing right into God, you know, right into a blue jersey mm-hmm. times. Yeah. But yeah. So you're over the fact that you're thinking he's lucky to have both legs attached. You're over that already. Well, yeah, Barrett, at some point you got to get out. Like you're telling me if you're blocking for this guy yesterday I, and you see him single handedly lose the game for you, you're immediately going to go up to him and say, hey, don't worry, man. Great story. Way to overcome. In your head, you're probably going to be pretty pissed off that he lost that game against the ball teams, the Giants. You're probably like saying I could find a one legged quarterback that could throw better than you. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you look at that, man. Yes, it sounds like a good story to the media. But, you know, th- that defense is pissed off. They gave the ball back to him twice. With time left on the clock to go and win the game, and yes. he did not do it. They're pissed. But I, yes. I, this Giant team is the team that I thought were going to be contenders more so than anybody else in the division. That defense looks good, man. I keep telling people. You love Martinez. I love him, man. He can play, bro. I think he, you need to get a jersey. Can we get you a jersey? <laughs> yeah. Rock it, at least on the green screen behind us. I'm telling you, man. He's he's a ball player, man. But, it, you know, at the end of the day, I'm looking at, I'm looking at what they brought to the table, a physicality to their game. And and Daniel Jones, he has some weapons he can go to. I mean, our saving grace, I think the Eagles' saving grace right now is they have a bye week, and they're mm-hmm. going to come back rejuvenated and ready to rock. Because I, if, I think if they didn't have this bye week, they wouldn't be as healthy going into this next game. And also, I don't know if they'd be ready, man. So hopefully everybody's got you know, their wits about them, and they go into this game understanding that that was a pretty good team they saw this New York I – mean, uh, the Washington football team play – and and they'll be ready, you know, to, to fight this Eagles team. Yeah, th- yeah. Th- this Go sounds ahead. like Kyle Allen had an injury similar to what I had. Yeah, stepped when you stepped on the acorn. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a full dislocation, broke some bones, probably tore some ligaments. He's going to have surgery now, so yeah, he's cooked. Oh, you wow. didn't see that? You didn't watch any football? No, was, I didn't see the game. It was foiling around, man. It was like you know, it was like waving in the air, man. That's what waving. mine was. Yeah, it was just sort of flopping there. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was Oh, yeah. At that point, you knew it was over. Like, it was over. Yeah. All right. Quick break. We'll come back, wrap this hour up. We've got more. We've yet to hit on some big games still in the NFL, like Seattle and Buffalo. Also, across the board in college, where we saw, I guess you would call it an upset, but we'll see what the fellas have to say about that. You're listening to The Middle. You're watching The Middle, phillyvoice.com slash The Middle and Sports Map Radio. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. Wow. Since he's eight and a half point road dog. So are the Niners in New Orleans. Hmm. 
Yeah, John Shelton. They covered, but they lost. Kansas State lost, man. I can't yeah. believe it. Yeah. You guys thought they were just going to get blown out, though. I told you they weren't. They'd be no, ready to play. I took them. Oh, that's right. You did. Yeah, I think Carrie did, too. I think. Well, at this point, they're, yeah. they're right around the corner from being a team, you know, that that are going to compete. This is a year, you know, first head coach, you know, he, he's got to work himself into being a Kansas State guy, taking a lot of nothing and make it into something. It's hard recruiting just Kansas. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know what? Yeah. Very hard. Boy, I, I'm inclined to jump on Jacksonville right now, plus 14. Against Pittsburgh? Or who no, they play? They're, they're in Green Bay. Oh. That's, that's tough, man. I know. I know. The total's 53. I might jump under that, but Jacksonville. I, I mean, they don't even have a quarterback in Jacksonville. No, but that kid wasn't terrible yesterday. Oh, he wasn't, but he wasn't no. good either. Well, I mean, look, he's, he's who, a third. Who played? Uh, Luton. But Luton. Yeah. Because <laughs> Mitch is out. Not Yost Louton on the European tour. No, no, not Yost. <laughs> No, <laughs> Jonathan Luton, I think his name is. Yeah, Shark had a good game. He's not going to. And Robinson, you've got two guys, you know that that are good. Um, they covered that six point. Now, granted, it's Houston. Fourteen points. It's just you see, man. Look at how bad Dallas was. Fourteen points is a lot. Houston, Houston blows. blows. They do blow, but Green Bay at home winning by fourteen is is not a lock. Wish you could tease on this app. Oh, yeah. I'm waiting for it. You are listening to the vibes of the middle. <laughs> you are listening to the middle on the Sports Maps Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Zoo Lou's for 2000. Take a look. Here, as on each September 24th, Zulus celebrate a holiday that was named in honor of this warrior leader of the early 1800s. Sarah. Oh, is Shaka Khan? No. Nope. <laughs> Shaka Zulu. You know, you know what we need to hear? Hold on. Can we can we even hear like it doesn't even need to be isolated? Maybe just hear it again. But li listen to how fast and dismissive that no was. That's talent. Like, yeah, do not break out. If you're watching on the stream, you just saw all three of us just break out and laugh like that. Alex was so calm and collective and yet dismissive in that. No. Can we hear that real quick? One more time, Ron, please. Zulus for 2000. Take a look here as on each September 24th. Zulus celebrate a holiday that was named in honor of this warrior leader of the early 1800s. Sarah. Who is Shaka Khan? No. Who is Shaka Zulu? No. The man a lot of credit. He's wow. Of <laughs> I, I bust out laughing. Baby, <laughs> baby, when I look at you. <laughs> you would have broke out at the song. Shaka Khan. I Shaka feel for you, right? Yep. Isn't that yep. the song? There yeah. you go, Harry. Yeah. Yes, there you go, Harry. That's the next level there. Yeah, yeah. Second I second level level said right she had great hair. That Shaka Khan. Oh, yes, she did. Yes, yeah, she did. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, let's talk wow. about this coming up as we'll be on live on the stream, phillyvoice.com slash the middle. We don't break. We'll be back on the network six after. 
We've got the Notre Dame Clemson game clearly in college. We've got the Seattle Buffalo game. Also last night, the return of Antonio Brown, the return of Michael Thomas, and maybe just maybe the return of this high powered Saints offense. Oh, and also Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield. We might have to sneak that in. I what? did see this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Trust me. Trust me. I did see this week's episode of The Undoing. Oh, you did? I did. I did. And now all my kids are watching that. They're stuck on it now. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Because of you or because of yeah. the Because of me. Yeah. Because of me. Look at that. See? So I influenced them for something. They're finally listening to you. Look at that. No, they're not listening to me. They just, <laughs> they just happen to see. Me watching it one day and, and, and started looking. It's, it's, they No, they don't get influenced by me anymore. They're all grown. Did you see Jameis Winston eating a W after the game last night? No. You know how he did that in, when he was with Tampa, eating like he, he'd make a W out of his fingers and then just start eating them? He got yeah. a lot of flack for it. Like people thought he was, you know, he had a screw loose. He did it last night with Drew Brees on the field oh. after the game. This game no. eight is a is a trend. <laughs> Come what on, what are you doing? I'm okay. Sick. okay, yeah, for the win. Yeah, Winston brought back his awkward eat a W celebration. Yeah, I'm the seeing team. it here on sided.co. Wow, it's bad football. Yeah, he jumped right into Drew Brees's. He like photo bombed him, kind of yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outstanding. I tell you what, Taysom Hill, man, is, is is an amazing player. Man, that offense they ran for him the same thing that uh, the two was running. Yeah. I'll tell you, if I would have would have told you before the game that Alvin Kamara would only have fourteen touches for forty nine yards and a touchdown, you think the the Saints are winning that game? Nope. No way. Yeah, and, and so here's the thing. No, but in hindsight, like that would be the only scenario is a couple of big plays put the Saints up, and now you're just kind of cruising. Mm -hmm. Like how many, you know what I mean? I, think about it. If you looked at Murray, right, probably got a lot of action with the backups in the second half anyway. Well, I think it's more so that defense that was so dominant that the field position, you know, got flipped yeah. so many times in their direction that they didn't have far to go, you know, and, and, that, and that was huge how dominant that defense is. Tampa started out with four straight three and outs and right. then turned the ball over twice before the end of the half. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. They, that is, that's gotta be the worst we've seen Brady, right? There's no question about that. And it wasn't, and it was his fault for throwing, you know, the way he was throwing, cause he threw behind his receivers a lot also, but I think it's more so, the tempo was dictated by that defense. I mean, those edge rushers were bringing it. I mean, bringing it, bringing it. Uh, 38 times, 209, three picks, and he was sacked the three times. But he was hit a couple times, too. His hey, you see, long, wow. I'm sorry? You see the kid, uh, what was his name, Trey Hendrickson? It's like a, his third or fourth year. He can rush the passer. He's a brawler, a mauler. Yeah. Yeah, but he knows how to rush the pass, man. He's starting in front of Marcus Davenport. I, you know, he was a first rounder. Well, how old is he now? Is it the second year? Who Davenport uh, or, or, or uh, um, Henderson? No, 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 Hendrickson. I'm sorry, Davenport. He's already been out there. Yeah, this is like his third or fourth year. He was uh, he's drafted in uh, in the third in 2017. Yeah, he had the two sacks, man. Jeez, he's leading the team in sacks. 
even above Cameron Jordan. They were bringing it yesterday around the corners. He couldn't he couldn't step up. There would be nothing. You know, this might be the most talented offense in the NFL now that they're healthy. Mm. Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook, Traquan Smith, Sanders, Alvin Kamara, and Latavius Murray. I mean, outside of Mm -hmm. Pollard, Murray might be the best backup in the NFL, if not better, because you can throw to him more than Pollard. I know Mm. Minnesota. He's a good tight end, man. He, yeah. he can I know he had that big drop, but I mean, think about that. You've got like look at this offense now that Michael Thomas is back. Right. And he didn't really do that much last night, did he? Well, he had a couple of catches, but yeah. he moved he the change and just his presence, though, on the field. Well, yeah, that changes the way you defend yeah. the team. Right. He makes yeah. you look for him. You have to account for him. And that's all you need is a guy that you have to account for. Now you have to adjust, make adjustments. Emmanuel Sanders, straight speed, showed up yesterday. Yeah. How about my Buffalo Bills? Hey, I was all with you. Wow. You know, that's the thing, too, is if you look at how that game ended, it still wasn't a good indication of how suffocating they were with with Wilson. Wilson. Four turnovers. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. And even that that first touchdown that he got was a bomb, and it wasn't a broken play, but it was, you know, not something that you would rely. It was one of those X plays that happened Mm -hmm. once, maybe a game, if not two. And then... Then they get a score late, but Russ did not look good yesterday. It was like 80-some percent, almost 90% of the wagers were on Seattle. Yeah, remember when we had that on Friday about yeah. how DraftKings put that out? Yep. About that they were the most bet, and it never moved. It didn't even move before kick, Harry. No, no, I know. And I thought, um, I think Seattle was like 10-0 and 0 in their last 10 starts on the Eastern time zone. Well, you have to run the ball on this Buffalo team, man. And I don't understand why they didn't try to establish the run. Mm. I mean, they got small guys in the interior that you know that defense. Yeah. Anything you got to blow them off the ball and run the ball. If you start passing on them, they can heat you up from the outside. Yeah. Uh oh. Week eleven flex scheduling change. Packers Colts move to four twenty five Eastern on Fox. Oh, that's a good game. That is. What is now the night game? Uh, I don't know. Week 11? Yeah. What did you see as week 11? Flex the Pats Ravens? No. This is a Gow Media property in partnership with Jacob Media. And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle starts now on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, second hour, Notre Dame, Clemson. We've got more from Alex Trebek. We'll sprinkle in here. And, of course, the day in the NFL continues as we'll highlight the Bills and Seahawks first and foremost. And maybe, just maybe, there's a change in people's perception of who the MVP should be. We should mention Kansas City. And, man, if you were watching the end of that Kansas City-Carolina Panthers game, Andy Reid, Andy Reided the clock and the management of it and just opened up the door for Matt Rule and the Panthers to win that game. But Carolina actually played worse in the final 90 seconds than Kansas City. But all that aside, here comes Patrick Mahomes back in it. Nine touchdowns, zero interceptions over the last two games. Mm. So we might as well get this out now because we won't really have much time to talk about it in the remainder of the hour. 
as we'll be so hyper-focused on the NFL, college, and Trebek. Evander Holyfield wants to get back into the ring and take on Mike Tyson after Mike Tyson fights Roy Jones Jr. Oh, later God. this month. What what is this? The 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 sixty plus league? What what is going on? Does anybody really want to watch this? I need money. They got yeah. bills to pay. That's what it is. Right. But isn't there okay? I, I get what you're saying, Barrett. And you know, a lot of times that's why you see guys like in Hollywood, for example, take a couple of stinkers in a row and you look up and their bottom line is increased by 10, 15, 20 percent. Right. So I get it. You know, you want to do a really bad movie, do a really bad movie, but this is getting in the ring and fighting. Are you telling me Mike Tyson couldn't do a, a show or Holyfield couldn't come out with a line of product or something like that? Uh, no, no. They're not, you know, a good <laughs> businessman. No. Um, they do they want to do what they do best. That's fight, man. I mean, we all know how, you know, both have squandered millions and millions and millions of dollars. But at this point, you know, they, they need money. So why not go out there and do what I do the best? I'll go out there and fight. If if, if that was – just to put it in perspective, that would be like me going back and trying to go play for the Eagles, even though I might be better than half the offensive linemen they got. <laughs> Why don't you just say it right now that you are? All right, we're back in three minutes. It's the middle. Phillyvoice.com slash the middle. Sports Map Radio. All right. Uh, yeah, man. I, that, Holyfield's like 58. Right. Tyson is too, isn't he? 50. He's 54. Oh, yeah. He's 54. Roy Jones is like 51, I think. Crazy. Bro. Uh, how, how old was George Foreman when he was still fighting? He had to be up there. Yeah. In his 40s, at least. Oh, in his 50s. Yeah, was he's 71. Foreman? Yeah. Would you? I'd pay to see Foreman get back in the ring with one of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is like one of those fifty-five plus, you know, basketball leagues or something. Right? Why? Yeah. What is going on right now? Why is here's here's my question? Why is there a demand for this? Because Barry, right. is there a demand? No, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, but you have to. You know, that is, it's, boxing has kind of lost this. It's uh, it's pull, you know. Since those guys were boxing, I mean, it's it's just the quality of fights have, have totally dropped. Now more more people watch MMA than anything. That's like the yeah. hot, pick now. you know. I think that took over, but it wasn't until you know it, it was after those guys retired that you know things started lessening as far as the fight game. Would I pay to see that? Mm. No, the last I would time not. I paid, the last time I paid for a fight. Was uh was actually Tyson and uh, one of the brothers. What are the uh, the two brothers from um Klitschko. yeah Klitschko? Yeah, I, I I paid five grand for two tickets. It was for me and my wife. I was playing for the Detroit Lions back then. It was in Detroit. Um, and um, oh, so you actually went to the fight. You didn't just buy it on paper. No, no, he was at the fight. I, yeah. It was five G's. Wow, for the ticket. And we're pretty close. So we'll go there. We're watching a fight. And it was that game where he just quit. Clisso just quit. He just quit. I'm like, come on, man. I paid all this money for this damn fight, and you're going to quit? Mm -hmm. He just stopped fighting. He said, no, I don't want any more. 
He was walking out. They were throwing uh, they were throwing cups at him and everything else. Jeez. He just quit on the fight. Wow. Yeah, that flex game on week 11 is the Chiefs and the Raiders. That's the night game. So they flex that. Is that going to stay? I don't know. It's it right now on NFL.com. That's the 820 game. And Green Bay yeah. and the Colts is a one o'clock game. Okay, so this is what's I think this is what's happening here. Um the Jets Charles moved. No, they, they've moved that essentially into a pro, into a quasi prime time. Okay, Cowboys Vikings was scheduled for 425. That's probably been booted. Right. Back right. to one o'clock. Right. Right. And that's and that's gonna highlight that one game more so. So now for like 425 is essentially a game of the week. It's a prime time game. Yeah. There just happens to be two other football games usually going on. So that's week 11. This is The Middle on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Joel Embiid in 2019 won the trademark for this nickname of his that also describes the 76ers' strategy of improving the team. Paul, what is do a 180? Nope. Margaret or Mike? What is the process? <laughs> Here's my question. How the hell, like, where did that even come from? Do, do a 180? Where did that even come from? <laughs> now, that's a little more specific of a question, so I can't rip that person like I would rip the Shaka Khan or Babe Ruth answers. But, boy, that was really rough. Well, how about I can answer that one? Have the other yeah. stuff. What was the greek letter that did this and this and that yes. they come like how does somebody sit back and think of these questions where do they come from now speaking of a question before we get into notre dame clemson and seattle buffalo over the weekend our pal jeff bruder on the stream phillyvoice.com slash the middle of course on sports map radio as well asks a very important one as you were just telling a story in the break barrett about how you went to a tyson klitschko fight and you were able to see that fight live, and you dropped the five Gs on it. Bruder wants to know, how did you explain the five Gs to the boss lady? Oh, the boss lady went with me. She oh, went with him. Smart. Yeah. See, Jeff, you're talking to a smart individual here. You don't just pick up and go and drop the five Gs and explain that later. He brought the boss lady with them, so there was no issue. Right. It was a couple players. It was a couple players that um they were there. Charlie. Charlie went with us. Um, Charlie Batch. Yeah. Herman Moore was there. Nice. They bought, they bought the real expensive seats. They brought the seats that were way down next to the ring. I mean, I paid like twelve thousand dollars a ticket. Wow! That's I paid I paid I paid five grand for two tickets. Right. <laughs> I can see well enough. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, yesterday or Saturday's being described as an upset, and I don't know how much I get the line and yeah. how Notre Dame moves around four, four and a half, five, and all, but. Is it truly an upset when you're down the Heisman favorite and you lose that game? I still think it's an upset. Still think I mean, upset? I think it's an upset because of this, because of Notre Dame's history in games like this. They usually don't win these games. Right. They have a terrible record against the top 10, you know, and, and this is the first time they've beaten a number one in a long, long time. So I think in that respect, I have to look at it as an upset. Yeah, considering the fact, you know, I mean, the last time they went into a a, um, a game where they were playing the number one was, wasn't it Alabama? And Alabama beat the brakes off of them. Well, that yeah. was in the final. 
Yeah. Yeah. They were like 42 to 14 or something. It was right. a blowout. Yeah. Not good. Exactly. Not yeah. good. But I, I mean, oh, sorry. They showed me something, man. They showed me they're a physical team, man. I love physicality. Players that are physical, teams that are physical usually come out, you know, better because, I mean, you see a lot of teams that score a lot of points because they're not physical. They yeah. get up against it's physical. They can't score all them points. They're pushing them around. And that's usually the, 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 the factor in which I would say, you know, I would if I was a bet man, I would go with that factor more so to putting up points. Your boy Etienne stunk. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. your boy Ian Book did not. No, he didn't. He delivered. I got to yeah. give him credit. Yes. Hat, oh. hat, all right. We'll go hats off to Ian Book. <laughs> He's a booksman. Look at that. Look at that. He's a booksman. Yeah. Say, wasn't it Cornell Powell? That kid's good. He can make some things happen, man. Yeah, this this team now finds themselves in a position where, like, everything is open, right? Yeah. Everything is open right now. Th think about the chaos that comes from Clemson losing a game, and I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Trevor Lawrence is out there. He's not even positive anymore, but he can't play due to regulation, so he's out there. You know he's back next week, so that's by next game mm -hmm. for Clemson. Notre Dame, however finds themselves locked into a top four slot, number two right now in the nation, and who's going to beat them? They you go at Boston College. Could be a tough game for them. Um, at Wake Forest at the end of the – oh, they go to – they have Carolina too, North Carolina. Yeah, in North Carolina, yeah. and, and I'll give them that North Carolina is not an easy game for them, especially because it's at Chapel Hill, but mm -hmm. come on, guys. Between BC, Syracuse, and Wake and that UNC game, I think you can paint a pretty realistic picture that Notre Dame finishes undefeated. No, no, no. Here, here they're going to lose in the ACC championship game to Clemson. That's different. That's yeah. different. No, no, yeah. I get that. Yeah. But we talked about this before. Has the ACC, and maybe it's because it's wild, it's 2020, it's COVID, and college is all over the place, but has the ACC taken over for the SEC, where you can have what used to be a Bama-Georgia scenario in the SEC championship game, where now two teams with each a loss to each other are in the final four. Right. I or, think so. Right? No, yeah, they lose to Clemson, Barron. I think you make the argument both are in. Yep. I mean, you look at um, you look at the SEC, you, you would think, you know, LSU, they just won a national championship. They suck now. Uh, Alabama, you know, they're not blowing out teams like they usually blow out teams. Georgia's been losing. Uh, you know, Florida's not one of those teams that you just say, oh, Florida's going to blow them out. You know, I think that they've come down to earth this year. Right. I was going to say this year the SEC has come down to earth. You know, now they're on the same playing field as the ACC now. Well, I mean, here, here's a scenario. Florida whipped up on Georgia, okay? Yep. Uh, they've got one loss. But if they go on to beat Alabama in the SEC championship game, Florida's in. Yep. Does yep. Bama slide out with a one-loss Alabama team? Or do you do we once again have two SEC teams, the winner of the ACC, which will be Clemson in my view, and Notre Dame with one loss would beat out Cincinnati and BYU? Undefeated Cincinnati is tough. BYU, I don't think, plays enough games. Like BYU would need to schedule a team or play a team that's better than Cincinnati in order, I think, to be validated. That was a big win for them the other night, though, on the road. <laughs> Boise State. Blow out, yeah. Zach Wilson, man, this this kid is insanely good. And you, yes, that offense and that team is good, but I just don't think they they're. Not, I don't think they're going to be looked at the same way. Cincinnati's a little different. 
but I still think they, well, okay, so let's look at this one more time. What's the scenario here? Who's locked in, in your scenario right now, Harry? Who's locked into a spot? Well, the winner of the ACC championship, which will which be Clemson. Be the ACC championship game, yeah, which would be Clemson. But that also that also hands Notre Dame a loss. Correct. Assuming that Notre Dame is undefeated. Right. right. So is a one loss Notre Dame team. And then you'd have in if Florida wins the SEC, they have one loss already. But Bama would now have one loss. So you've, you've got three teams with four teams. They all have one loss. Now, yep. who's the odd team out if you have those four? If you have Clemson, Notre Dame, Alabama, Alabama, and, and Florida. Florida. Right. Who's well, the odd got, team out? Georgia? No. You got Georgia Ohio State now. Well, that's it. Oh, Ohio that's State. right. I forgot right. about Ohio State. We forgot about Ohio State. And How Ohio can we State, do that? Right. Wisconsin might not even be eligible at this point. So put them on ice for a second. Right. Ohio State is going to roll through. They have no competition in their own regard. Mm-hmm. So. Ohio State, I think it's a safe assumption they finish undefeated. They'll be undefeated. So now you have you'd I, you know you'd have a one loss Alabama team versus a one loss Notre Dame team because in my scenario neither of those teams wins their conference championship. Wow, this is tough. This is a tough scenario here. We, we have to figure out who has the better conference this year, the SEC or the ACC, and from there you at least I think are in the maybe in the right direction. Well, it's the SEC. I mean, the depth of, of the ACC is awful. Right. I mean, and, but you yeah, might have a, you might have. A, so you're going to say Cincinnati will be undefeated and BYU will be undefeated. But, you know, mm-hmm. and teams like Northern Alabama, stuff like that. And you can't you can't compete at the level of, of, of the SEC or ACC when you're playing teams like that. You have to you, know, you have to really go out and play teams that are really challenging, at least in their divisions. I don't. I can't see it, and both of those teams will be undefeated. You just count them out. Yeah, I think you. Well, yeah. Okay. Here's the thing, Barrett, and, and I'm not saying you're wrong, and I think Cincinnati would probably have the better argument. I think they would have the better argument if they both go undefeated. But who who do we take out? Do we take out Notre Dame? No. Do we take out Florida? If Florida beats Alabama in the SEC title game. You can't right. take them out. Yeah. No. But now, like, here's the thing: the politics of it will never exclude Nick Saban if it's an all thing Occam's razor, like all things equal. It will you never can't. exclude. You can't. How can you take out Nick Saban? He's 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 established himself to get the benefit of the doubt. Same thing with Dabo, though. Yes. Like Dabo. Yeah. Yes. All Dabo's doing is is avenging that ACC loss and beating a team that he already lost to. Right. Florida and Alabama, that would be their first time going at it. Oh, oh, maybe that's something there, right? We're talking about the first matchup between those two teams this year, correct me if I'm wrong, would be in the SEC championship game. Correct. So I think Florida might get or should get the benefit of the doubt over, well, then are you going to knock off Notre Dame simply because they lost? That's probably okay. So, oh, geez, Notre Dame is a team too that I'm sure the committee would love to see in there. Of course, they would. Revenue, even if they get smashed, they'd rather right. see them in there. All yeah. right. So, my guess would be okay. So, who do you take out? You've got five teams that you can make a compelling argument for in Harry's scenario. And we also have on the outside teams like BYU and Cincinnati being like, yo, yo, yeah, we're, we're undefeated. Right. What's, what's up here? 
Do they need to pull a UCF and just declare themselves champions? I think so. <laughs> well, I mean, Cincinnati has a play UCF also, so we don't know if they're going to. Yeah, that's going to be in Orlando too. Right. That's, that's going to be tough. Mm. Boy, th this is a ridiculous scenario that you laid out, Harry. But I have to be honest; it is really likely. Mm -hmm. I think that is a highly we would need some sort of catastrophic level upset for a team that would knock them out of this contention. Otherwise, I think we're going to have at least five, if not six, with the seventh team in BYU looking around like, what's going on? Right. Yeah, because in my scenario with Florida winning, that really upsets everything. Yep. Because they already have one loss. They lost to Texas A&M early in the season. Right. But then they beat Bama in the SEC. You got to put them in. They're in. We got to get you in. It's just like, you know, Ohio State, Florida in that scenario, and then Clemson beating Notre Dame. So you're really tossing, you know, choosing between Notre Dame, one loss with a backup quarterback, or Alabama losing one loss uh, to Florida in the SEC championship game. No, Notre Dame would have, yeah, Notre Dame would have one loss. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. it. Texas A&M will have just one loss also. Wow. All right. I want you to think of this. We're going to take a quick break. And come back and answer a question. Don't answer it now. We won't even talk about it during the stream because I'll continue to hit them up with my thoughts on the undoing. Hopefully we'll get Harry and Barrett up on this thing sooner than later. But <laughs> who after this weekend? And don't forget, Thursday counts as the weekend in the NFL. So we saw three guys play from Thursday through yesterday that have been discussed as MVP candidates. A couple of other guys like the BYU Cincinnati's of the world played pretty well as well. So think about this. We'll answer it, all three of us, when we come back. Who is the best quarterback right now in the National Football League? Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, and Maton Shander. You are listening to The Middle, phillyvoice.com slash The Middle and Sports Map Radio. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. All right, two minutes here. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, Texas A&M. Um, they're yeah, but, out. They only have one loss to Alabama. Right. That's what I'm saying. They'd already lost to Alabama, though. Well, that's so Bama's in the championship game. That that yeah. excludes Texas A&M because of head-to-head. -head. Right, right. So Kellen Mond will have to go play in the Outback Bowl. Right. <laughs> Wow. Who was the guy that was on with Asman earlier today talking about NFL? The guy right before our show, he had a guest on. Hey, Ron, did you hear that by any chance? Now, what would you rather buy? Yo, Ron. Now, seriously, let's all be Barrett Brooks. Let's be 6'6", 3 plus. 
Um, Mansonen? Does that player. sound right? Mansonen? Monsonen? Uh, I don't know. Rice check on Santos. Because he was saying that something to the effect that Mahomes wasn't having that great of a season. I gotta be honest. I see, I see Barrett Brooks. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Right. I don't see that. Last couple weeks he's been on fire. He's got 25 touchdowns and one interception. Yeah, it just, he I just hasn't been. Oh, Barrett, that's not good anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> Barrett's thinking. I'm like, yo, I don't. I, we might just have to go hungry that day, bro. The Middle with Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Hey, Ron. The Jake Asman Show. Jake Asman Show. 28, 47. Yeah, I think it was Monsonant. Hmm. That Rams, that Seattle Rams game has got a 55 and a half total. Seattle's got to win that, right? I got them at plus two here. Mm, that's good. I can't imagine that'll stay, right? Rams are coming off a bye, but they got embarrassed by Miami. I like under that game. 47 and a half. Yeesh. Bears, Vikings, Monday night. Ugh. Vomit. Ugh. That is a vomit game right there. God, I hate the Bears. I hate watching that team. Front runners, man. They won those first three games. Yeah. Man, Detroit stinks. Here we go. Having a hard time meeting romantic partners, you know. <laughs> it's really catchy and fun. Losers, in other words. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I sure. I teasing. No, I'm teasing you. All right, Ron, you have to do us a favor because this is my fault here. We got caught up talking about lines in the break, and we came back a little late on the rejoin. So we just jumped in towards the end of that. Is there because this is hilarious? And you and I played this clip a couple of months ago. I think when it actually happened, or maybe something else happened, and we dug. I no, I think this was recent. This clip, but this is amazing. And again. This shows you Alex Trebek. Of all things, this is during the interview, not yeah. in the actual trivia phase of it. I think it's very fun. It's called Nerdcore Hip Hop. It's Nerdcore Hip Hop. Yes. Um, it's uh, people who identify as nerdy, rapping about the things they love, video games, science fiction, having a hard time meeting romantic partners. You know, <laughs> it's really catchy and fun. Losers, in other words. Well, <laughs> I think... <laughs> I sure. I te- no, I'm teasing you. Teasing. That's amazing. Come on. That, I remember watching that one live. Yeah. I caught that one live. And I'll tell you, the interview seg- portion of that show, every night they do it, is some of the most awkward television you'll ever get. And I love awkward television. <laughs> it's a reality show in its own right. <laughs> Nerdcore hip-hop. <laughs> And Alex Trebek is like, oh, great, a loser. <laughs> Let's end this interview fast. Maybe you're right. Maybe they should just go back to Holzhauer and Jennings and all. So before the break, asked about who the best quarterback is in the NFL. And I think Russell Wilson still has claim. Aaron Rodgers had an amazing game on Thursday night. But I wonder if Russ, who came into this weekend as at least the odds-on favorite and maybe even in discussions as the favorite, didn't play well enough 
while both Rodgers dominated on Thursday. And then another guy who I just, it's been the quietest year ever for Patrick Mahomes. And Mm -hmm. I don't understand that either. Yeah, I don't either, man. He's got 25 touchdowns and only one interception. You know, in order to be the best quarterback, you know, you got to take care of the football and he's doing that. Uh, but yeah, quiet is is an understatement because he's having an amazing season, right? Uh, it's not. It's not. It's neither that. It's, it's expectations. Mm-hmm. We just expect him to go out there and just do this. This is just like commonplace for him now. You know, when he's not doing, when he's just playing average football, mean like in crushing people and winning games, then we're not saying, oh, oh you know, he he's not the same. No, he's even better still because he's doing it and flying below the radar because we expect him to go out there and do the things he does. And that you know that's a messed up predicament to be in because you're so good that your good is somebody else's great, and that's yeah. The, the only player that's got a better rating than him, and it's only been like two points, is Aaron Rodgers. That's He's, it. Yeah. And Rodgers, and and again, maybe you look at oh no, Wilson too. Wilson's one seventeen. The last couple of weeks, I think, has done wonders for Mahomes' campaign, if you will. But it's just wild now because who is it, Mahomes? I mean, who is the best quarterback right now? Let's start, Barrett. Who is the best quarterback? Is it Ben? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, you know, the year. I, I still got to, I still got to stay with um with Russell Wilson, even though they lost. I still, I mean, because they they pressured him, they they hit him. You know, he usually mm-hmm. doesn't get hit the way he was hit. So I think this was just an anomaly game. I think he's still the front runner, and then second, I'd have to go with um. Then I would go with A Rod. Hmm. Okay. Wow. Which I'm going crazy. with Mahomes. Yeah, what's good, which is crazy because you know, if you look at all things being equal, it should be Mahomes. I'm going Mahomes. And I'm going Mahomes because I think he's got the better weaponry all well, around. And see, that's why in MVP is hard because MVP means you're the most valuable player on that team. And you know, they could I think they could put somebody else in there. And play just as good with that offense that they have. I mean, is is the weapon- really you could yeah. interchange Patrick Mahomes. Wow. So in other words, he's a system quarterback. <laughs> I'm just keeping it 100. I mean, I'm, 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 let me look up there. Let me look up there. Right. Are you talking about replacing Mahomes with like Rodgers or Wilson? Because Nick that's no Nick Foles is not coming in and throwing 50 touchdowns <laughs> to the Kansas City Chiefs. Barrett Brooks, I can't let you make that statement. No, it's not that. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. No, I'm by no means saying that. I'm talking about. I'm talking about Chad Henney. He's the what? back. If he's he's the back. Second. Chad Henney came in last year, and won four games for him. Won four games for him with that offense. If you take, if you take a Rod out of that offense and put his backup in there. There's no way in hell they can win games without Aaron Rodgers. There's no way that, that that Seattle can win games without their quarterback. But you can take and put Chad Haney in the Chiefs offense and win games, right or wrong. That's what, what I mean. MVP means most valuable player. Like, if you take him out, the team right. can't. I don't know. I mean, think about this. DK, let's look at this from who these guys are throwing the football to. Seattle, and this is what makes it so special for Russ, has – the best talent he's ever thrown the football to. Devontae Adams single-handedly can win games, and we haven't seen that level of domination across the board since Julio was really coming on strong in Atlanta. So I, I guess there's going to be some middle ground here, and maybe some gray area as well, but couldn't you make the argument if you were throwing to Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf or you were throwing to Devontae Adams 
that life would be easy for you as a backup, similarly to who you're throwing to in Kansas City? Well, I mean this. I said total team. Right. You look at you look at the, you look at their defense. You look at um, the Seattle defense. They're nowhere near what they need to be to be a dominant mm-hmm. defense. You look at the Chiefs defense. They are a dominant defense. You mm-hmm. look at you look at the Green Bay Packers defense. They are not a dominant defense. So if you take and take that quarterback out, they're not going to be able to put up as many points with their backup as Chad Henney can with that team that he has there with the Kansas City Chiefs. He could put up points, but that defense can also stop the other opponent. So when you're talking about an MVP, if you take those players out, they can't win, period. But you can take out um, uh, Mahomes, and they could possibly win. They won four games last year with uh, Chad Henney in there. They're just a total team. Kansas City is a total team. Andy Reid has the total package there. He has a running game, great quarterback, and great defense. So, I mean, to me, it's just, you know, like I said, expectations are so high with with, with Patrick Mahomes that, you know, it, his normal is a, is a great season for anybody else. I just That's- think you're anti-catch-up. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. <laughs> I think you saw those State Farm commercials, and they were so painful mm-hmm. that you thought to yourself, I, I am just completely – blocking out anything to do with Patrick Mahomes because not only is he a terrible actor, but he's also dousing his stake with ketchup. I want to, I want the Mahomes rate. That's what I want. I want the Mahomes. There is no Mahomes rate. There is no Rogers rate. That's right. (laughs) I'll let him wear my suit. Bad for that Jake guy. I mean, trying to carry Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers on screen is, it's not easy for Daniel day Lewis. (laughs) We're, We're back at three. Oh my goodness! But yeah, man, that's 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 tough, man. You know, because I really think that's you take huge claim out. right there, huh? That's a huge claim right there. Yeah, man. But I'm looking at the totality of the team. Without without a Rod being on that team, I can't see them doing anything. But if you take Patrick Mahomes off that team, they could still make it somewhere. They're that balanced and that good. Russell Chad Wilson, Henny, really? Look at the games he won last year. Mahomes is out. They still want to win a Super Bowl. Still want a Super Bowl. There's no way on God's green earth if Wilson was out that anybody else could come in and win games like like he can. That's. I I, I look I I don't disagree with you on the talent with with Russell I just think for the first time in the history of that offense it's not that way only because like look who he's throwing to DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and you'd be hard pre- outside of Atlanta and, and even still those guys have been banged up inconsistent I mean that's that's a hell of a tandem of guys you can throw to oh, no question I mean they're one of the best well if not the best tandem you can have all right, let's let's take a random guy. Like, what about Carr? Let's take Derek Carr. Right. If you were to put Derek Carr on all three teams for an entire season and he stays upright and healthy, who has the best record? Kansas City. Kansas City. Hmm. Then I'd go. Then I'd go um, Seattle, and then I would go with uh, Green the Bay. Packers. Yeah, I would go with the Packers. Because he can Russell score. Wilson has to carry Seattle every week. Yes, that's and, and that's it. That's that's it right there. He, he has to carry that team. But also look at A Rod. He has to carry that team. 
carrying. Without those guys, they can't win. Yeah. But uh, I guess I just look at it as the guy I'd rather have, and you can't go wrong with any of them, but I would take Mahomes. Now, for raw talent, Mahomes, you got you to gotta say Mahomes is like the best mm-hmm. quarterback out of them. Yeah, you, you can't. I mean, he has the salary to prove it. A half a billion dollar sign, uh, contract. Yeah, I've never thought that I would ever see a quarterback or a NFL player period to get over a half a billion dollars. Yeah, a half a billion. Say that in your head. Say it, then say it out your mouth. This contract is worth a half a billion dollars. Yep, half a billion. That's crazy, isn't it? It is. That's like he's working. He's he's an Amazon exec or something. Henny didn't play last year. No. Who was their backup quarterback last year? I don't know, but it wasn't. Uh, Henny didn't play at all in 2019. Let me figure out who his backup was. This is the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studio. Wasn't it more? Aton Shander, Eric Brooks, and Harry Mays. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Buy a chopper and have a doctor on speed dial, I guess. Mad City. Six foot seven, eight foot bunch. Young Money Militia, and I am the commissioner. You don't want to start wheezy because the F is for finisher. Panda Panda, Panda Panda, Panda Panda, Panda. They mad, they ain't famous. They mad, they still nameless. But we still hood famous. Yeah, we still hood famous. I was just getting into this rap thing. I'm not too good at it, but I was getting into it. We'll come back in a moment. Look, I, I think the guy sounds better than a lot of stuff I hear being made now. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll certainly take my mob deep and PE over him. But <laughs> you know, Alex, not bad. Not bad. I love I love the cadence, too. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Started from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> Started by the bottom, and the whole team's. <laughs> now, do you think? What do you think got more proper responses, right responses? Was it the rap category or the football category? Because we know the football category got zero. I know rap got zero. Also, yeah, yeah. it had zero. You know, there were no hitters there. <laughs> I no think hitters. at that point it was just getting him to read the lyrics. Right. They didn't care if anybody got it right or not. It was just the right. viral element of Trebek reading the lyrics. In fact, I, I almost didn't know what the hell he was talking about. I mean, I almost didn't get it. It was so bad. So. Well, what rap song was that? Oh, it, was, it was five different ones. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't all one. It was all different, different ones from different rappers. All current stuff, too. Okay. Me. Which is why I, I feel like maybe people... Look, uh, the average person can recognize who whatever you want to call the most famous rapper is right now versus the most famous quarterback. I mean, on Jeopardy. Right. Chaka Khan, you had Babe Ruth. You had did a 180. That was embarrassing. And here's Alex just maneuvering through everything, man. Maneuvering through everything. Uh, This whole thing with, with Patrick Mahomes has stirred up some controversy here, at least on the stream, as you could imagine. A lot of people are looking at Seattle, are looking at the Packers, and as well as what we saw yesterday. Look at look, um, the board with Kansas City. You see, look what look what Play Action Real says. All Seattle's running backs are hurt, and they're still able to win games, even though they lost this they last. Lost, yeah, 
Yeah. Maybe that's a problem, though, now, is that you can't keep relying on – I mean, where the hell is Rashad Penny at this right. point, right? Well, Seattle's got a four-week stretch of their schedule coming up that has the Eagles, the Giants, the Jets back-to-back, and the Washington football team. So that's that's the get-right part of the schedule after they lose to <laughs> Buffalo. And they'll beat the Rams this week, too. Well, you're right, man. Yeah. They have to get right. That's that's that. What is that? That's the that's not a murderer's role. What, what do you call that? That's the uh, that's a fluff row, right? There. <laughs> yeah, or, <laughs> what the hell that is. That's a fluff row, right there. Right. <laughs> I'm looking at Chaka Khan here. She still looks pretty good. Let me get, I gotta let me look. How old is she? Um, Chaka, she was born in '53. Okay. So, I mean, that's, uh, what is that, 47 and 67? 67, yeah. Yeah. She looks good to be that old. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, and when was that? Was that a recent? I feel like that was a recent category that that clip came from. Is that right? Mm. Well, it, it was like a Shaka Zulu or something. Was the yeah, but I'm saying like the that came from a recent show, like this year. Oh, that wasn't something. I don't feel like it was something that was drummed up from like you know ten years ago or something along mm-hmm. those lines. But again, who, who knows? I could be wrong. With that said, but now and and just looking at this thing, how old again? Sixty seven. I think she's sixty seven. Oh, not bad at all, man. I'm telling you, I'll tell you what. But looking at this thing now, where we have. Last night's game into tonight's game. I'm going to just awful. Yes. Yes. Just awful. Which game will be more entertaining? Because I think tonight's game is actually going to be tight. Joe Flacco is not bad for whatever reason against the Patriots. Patriots are down a bunch of guys tonight. This would not. It's a ten and a half point line. It does not surprise me at all. If the Jets are eking their way through this game and are somehow in a 13-9 football game as we approach the fourth quarter. You called it. It's going to be the battle of the worst. This 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 is going to be like watching paint dry, but football is football. I love watching football, man. And you know, yeah, is this football? Yeah, but see I like seeing Belichick squirm. I like the fact that he's looking at his product and his product sucks. So I'm just you know, I'm just I'm going to enjoy. I hope we see more of him than we see anything else. Hmm. You know, Sleeves, he better go put his sleeves back on because those guys will look bad tonight. Really I can't bad. support, I can't get behind anything Jets, Aton Barrett. No. I, I just can't do it. Yeah, you know, you said that. You said that you could yeah. you can you would never watch a Jets game. No, I you know, I'm not a I'm not like just because it's football on, I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> I'm a more discerning viewer when it comes to my football. The New York Jets do not qualify as football to me. Will you place a wager on this game? Today? No. Well, I already have the under, so yeah, I already do. Okay, just, yeah. just questioning that. Yeah. You have a selective palette for football, huh? Correct. That's, that's what we call, Barrett, tonight is what we call a set it and forget it game. Exactly. Remember that old infomercial? Ron Popeil. Is that who it is? Yes. Wow, what a blast from the past. What's he doing now? Is he still I, with us? I don't know. Oh, I'm just <laughs> curious. But they used to have that cooking device it was yeah. like the precursor to the air fryer where you would put something in there just set it and forget it ronco was ronco. the name of the 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 company that would uh, make these devices yeah they, they referenced set it and forget it on king of queens just so you know is that oh yeah oh, are yeah. you serious I, I, so i swear to goodness so what happens is they they're on strike 
And there are three straight episodes where they're on strike. Strike one, strike two, strike three. That's Those are the names of the episode. And the last one, it's three weeks. They've been on strike. And, you know, Doug doesn't even get out of bed. His buddy and co-worker, Deacon, you know, they, they don't leave the apartment. It's just bothering everybody because they're just bums at the point, hanging out, doing nothing. Not like taking advantage of other people when their time is off. So what happens is he goes over. They go over to Deacon's house to have dinner. And Deacon mm-hmm. is laying in the bed with his two little boys just hanging out, like waving a cat toy at one of his babies, being like, there you go. Just play with the cat dancer. Don't let daddy get up and do any work. Just hang <laughs> right. And then Doug comes in. is like, yo, what's up? And they both lay down on the bed and they're watching TV. And Deacon's like, oh, here it goes. Here it goes. And turns it up. And they both say simultaneously, just set it and forget it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the Showtime rotisserie. Is that what I they have I have one. Of you do? You do. Amazing. Amazing. Rotisserie chicken. I put a, um, I put sometimes I put shrimps on it. I mean, it's it's, it's great because it has a little basket. You put the basket, hook right. it up. Oh man, it's amazing, bro. You said it, it different from the air fryer? Huh? Is it how much different is it than the air fryer? It's two totally different machines. This oh, is a okay. you know, it, you know, it slowly cooks the food as it turns. You can see the little, the little, uh, the, you know, the, the fat dripping off with this, you know, juiciness just dripping off. It's, I mean, it's a wonderful machine. The air fryer, it does very well also. Cooks it in a timely manner, crispy outside. If you want, you know, throw some wings in there. I mean, it, it, it's it's a nice machine, but that rotisserie, mm, mm, mm. solid gold, bro. Solid. Amazing. Gold. All right, now play action reel on the uh, ch- on the chat says plus or minus one and a half face masks for Belichick. Is it going through them? I don't know. You got to bring me up to speed as to does he change masks during the game? No, this isn't like Patrick Ewing who had to change jerseys at the half. On a face cover or a mask that you put, you know, the, the mask, the clear visor. The shield. Yeah, the shield that uh, Andy, Andy Reid. Yeah. Oh, I can't imagine that he would be wearing a shield. Belichick would be wearing. I feel like Belichick's just going to wear his typical mask. I don't know if he changes them. Mm-hmm. We'd have to see. Maybe they reference that on the broadcast. You know, Bill Belichick is 2-0 and every time he changes his mask. <laughs> and a half. I, I don't know. Now, as far as Andy Reid and that face mask is concerned, I watched that god-awful ending of that football game. I saw two coaches really just trip over themselves. And it pains me to rip Matt Rule, but, man, they deserve it. I don't know if you saw the end of that game, but the Chiefs clearly weren't going to cover that 10-and-a-half-point line. Mm-hmm. Chiefs had the football. All they needed to do was get a first down and really just run the ball out and not lose yardage, and they would have had a field goal. That's it. Like, all they needed, they're up to, all they needed was to just move forward. Even if they stayed the same and didn't lose any yardage, guys, they still would have had a shot at a field goal that would have put them up by five, under a minute 30 or so left, and the Panthers would be out of timeouts. So it would be really difficult to get a full field touchdown. Instead, Andy Reid does Andy Reid stuff. He runs this RPO when the Panthers are doing an obvious run blitz. Patrick Mahomes gets knocked down six, seven yards behind the line of scrimmage, and that knocks them out of field goal position. So you think, wow, okay, here you go. The Panthers are going to get a shot, and they did. They had 90 seconds on the clock. And the Panthers, and I I couldn't believe watching this, 
the Panthers and Matt Rule and Teddy Bridgewater, all of them are culpable. We're running these quick dumps across the middle, not getting more than like six or seven yards, burning an incredible amount of time. And then even when they threw to the sidelines, like Mike Davis one time, he cuts it back into the middle. Finally, and I counted it, the fifth play of that drive, they take a shot downfield just to take a shot, but it's too little too late. I could not believe both coaches were turning into just a, uh, we don't want it, we don't want it. Panthers should have won or at least had a chance to win that game, and it was wild seeing the end of it. So I know that was a lot, but it, it was I couldn't believe that Andy Reid would revert back to just being a terrible coach at the end of the game, and Matt Rule couldn't take advantage of it. That was great commentary. Great play-by-play. Play. You do play-by-play? Play? No, I need a play-by-play. Play. That, that's just that's what happens when you lose minus three-and-a-half in games. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> but I, look, I'm telling you, you go back and you watch that game, you watch the film, and, and there's no betting or anything about it. That, that, that was a blown opportunity by the Panthers. The Chiefs were susceptible, and they could move the ball down the field if they tried. They just refused to. Well, that's I mean, that's, that's a lot of games were like that last um, uh, last night or yesterday. I mean, that Washington Giants game was the same exact way. Washington had so many opportunities to come back and win the game. I mean, they were giving it to them, handing it to them on a silver platter, and they still couldn't take it. Well, Alex so. Smith, I think he was playing for the Giants. <laughs> that was that was brutal, absolutely brutal. Now we did see as right before we break and wrap this program here. We did see a little bit of life from one TU squad before SMU came back and pounded Temple into the ground. And the good thing is that the people who at least bet on this program both took SMU. Yeah, I, I had SMU. <laughs> yeah, and it was 13-10 to 10 Temple at halftime. I was nervous, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I was nervous. Shame on you. It was 13-10? Yeah, 13-10. Yeah. I think they were up 13-0 at one point, right? Uh, I'm not sure. The worst wow. loss of Saturday has to be Tennessee. Up 13-0 on the road in Arkansas at the half and then just watching a bad team come back and beat you up. Hey, that Arkansas is not that bad. Yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe They're Penn not that State. bad. Penn State's worse. Well, how about Kansas State being up, what was it, like 14 or nothing? Mm-hmm. You guys covered. That's all that matters. <laughs> just tell the alum. That's all that matters. He covered the game. You know, I work with these guys. They're knuckleheads. They're degenerates. But they told me, hey, we covered that line. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm learning so much now. I'm like, yo. I mean, even with the little text you guys sent me during the yeah. game time, I, I need that type of stuff. So I'm learning the betting game now. But, I mean, this this whole Michigan thing is just fascinating. But, you know, they lose to Michigan State as like a 26-point favorite, whatever it was. It was huge. And then Michigan, they just lost. Yeah, they just lost right. the Rutgers. Michigan State. That was their Super Bowl. Okay, they got rolled by Iowa. They they allowed forty nine points to Iowa on Saturday. Wow, wow, it's embarrassing. Yeah. It's I mean, one of physical teams. It's humiliating. You you cannot let let that happen. All right, quick break. We'll wrap the hour. We might have one more Trebek before we get out. It's the middlephillyvoice.com slash the middle, and you're listening on Sports Map Radio. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here, 
Um, the client only has one, and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. Uh, check this out. I had a three-game parlay that I played. Chiefs, Steelers, and Jets. Mm. So I threw 25 on it to win a buck 50. Right now, I can cash out for the 25. Mm-hmm. No. There's no way they're going to beat the Patriots. Mm. Now, I don't know. It's different. They have, they have no weapons on offense, man. No weapons on offense. Flacco's playing. I mean, the Patriots are just so banged up, too. What's Darnold have a bad shoulder or something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. He's out. I don't know. They, they might get a little juice here from Joe Flacco. Uh, I feel like I should just cash my money. Now, I've got the Patriots at minus seven in one bet and minus nine and a half in another. I mean, why? what is $25? I mean, you have a chance to win $150. Yes, okay, but I should say this, not to get deep into finances here, but if this thing, if the Patriots hit with a 10-point victory, then the two plays that I have the Patriots, one minus nine and a half, the other at minus seven, are going to get me a lot more than the 150 back. One's in a round robin, the other mm. in a trade-up parlay. This so, is the problem when you get too many bets. Yeah, well, this this was a hedge, if you will. This was a hedge bet. What is a hedge? What is a hedge bet? Explain Harry, it to him, Aton. It's basically like if I bet one team, I also may bet the other team. Now, ideally, you create a window to where both, like, two one scenario could happen and both could win. But you're basically road. creating uh, another bet on the other side. Where you can win some of your money back. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Exactly. So both, both, right, aren't going to happen. But if one hits, at least you don't lose a ton of money. Or one hits and you, and you make what you make as well. If you play the odds, like if you play the actual odds right, if the hedge hits, then you win a ton. And if the regular bet hits, at least you win your money back from both bets. You're listening to The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Let's take a look at your response. Did you come up with the right one? No? What is we love you out? That's very kind. <laughs> Thank you. Cost you $19.95. You're left with five bucks. Okay. Oh, there's Alex Trebek breaking up. Got a little emotional there. Yeah. A little emotional. Which he never does. As no. Played plenty of clips of him all day. He he does not. The most iconic, I would say, in me's modern world, game show host of all time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ron, real quick, do we have this clip from The Simpsons? Yes. Okay. So let me just set it up real quick. Trebek plays himself on The Simpsons. They needed mm-hmm. money, and Marge finds her way on The Simpsons, kind of like Rosie Perez found her way on, on The Simpsons, on Jeopardy, like Perez found her way on the show during White Man Can't Jump. So this is the clip 
in which Trebek grills Marge. There's only one way out. We've got to give this greedy town its money back. But we don't have $15,000. Unless... And you Aren't can... we forgetting something, Marge? You were down $5,200. But, Mr. Trebek... I asked you before the game if you knew the rules, and you said you did. Judges? Red, Mom! <laughs> the judges are these two goons that come out of the shadows behind Shake Trebek. Oh, my goodness. All right, Trebek... Only you, man. Only you. Yeah. Jesus. Here we go. We're back. All right. Anything you want to hit on now? <laughs> What what have we hit on? Colin Berger just tells us in the stream that he just met Gary Player. Hell of a way to start off Masters Week. Oh yeah, yeah. What's where was that out at Lancaster Country Club? That's where Colin works. Was he there? What was he doing? Well, Colin Gary Player is actually living in the Philadelphia area right now. He has been since COVID started. He has a daughter that lives in Skipack. So he's been staying with her, and he's been visiting uh, all the nice area golf courses and playing. Um, so I'm assuming that he's out at Lancaster. Gotcha. Because he won't have to go down to the Masters until Thursday for that that tee shot that they do, you know, to start off the match. Him and Jack Nicholas. Right, 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 right. Wow. Yeah. What's the... What's the whole is it 17 on Sawgrass where after like that practice day, everybody lines up on the shore and tries to skip it on to the green? Like you're skipping a rock? Yeah, I, I think they do that. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the island green. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think they probably do that in the practice round or something. Okay. <laughs> you guys are all into this golf, man. I just can't do it. I try. I try yeah. every year. I try. Oh man, this this has been an amazing summer. Like th this has been awesome as far as like the star power and just how great the game has looked. They added a ton now with the betting element too. There's, oh yeah, yeah. I mean they they've done a lot. I, I would say as a casual, not somebody who's you know locked in to everybody, but as a casual viewer, I think it's it's they've done a lot. And what's crazy is that. This is probably the first year where they've done it without or without like I'm trying to find the right word here without relying slash hoping to get something out of Tiger. Right. Like normally you could tell that the tour is very conscious about man, Tiger's not healthy or Tiger can't play. And it's like, what do we do? What do we do? Mm -hmm. It felt like the first year where they were kind of like, OK, it, it's going to be OK. Like, if we don't have Tiger, it's going to be okay. I mean, competing, you know, like as far as on Sunday is concerned. Um, See, I think I think that would make my game better if I started betting because I hate to lose money. So I think it would make me it, yeah, it would make me take my game to another level, you know, betting on it. Mm -hmm. There's something I, some skin in the game. Yeah, when you got skin in the game, you tend to focus a little more. Yeah. Keep that chin down. No doubt. Follow through bring your hips well you're thinking about it in the in the right way and i'll be honest with you in, in the limited any type of like you know even if it's playing with people and you're betting two three four or five whatever a dollar on a hole 
just adding that element to it, I think, makes you think and, and take everything more serious than if you're just out there not even having fun. But if you're out there keeping score in your head, you get, a, oh, man, I missed this shot. I topped this shot. Hit that shot fat. You're like, nah, nah, nah. But if there's money, it's just like, hey, let me just win this hole. All right. I didn't win this hole. I move on. I can win another hole. You're not hanging on every shot so much. Right. Mm -hmm. There's something to that. There's definitely something. To yeah, that. there is. I got to get out. There. Makes you focus. Yeah. I got to go with you guys one day. Come out. Come out. When can you come out? I, mean, I can always come out. It's just, it's, it's just, it's just, you know, I have to come way out there to you guys. What we should do is, what time is the show? 11? Yeah. What we should do is we should go play nine and then you can do the show here. You can do the show outside. So we can, we can, I can get over about seven o'clock and go play from seven. Uh, yeah. Eight o'clock. Depending on the like course. That sounds right. like a plan. Do you want in on this? I mean, you, you'd have enough time to go home, but do you want in on this too? What, when are we doing it? Let's figure it out. We can play the C9 if you want. We can play the C9 as early as 6 a.m. What day this week? It's supposed to rain, I think. Wednesday. It's going to start raining, yeah. Tomorrow's open, but it's going to rain uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Now, uh, Jordan Spieth says he remembers talking to Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy about Bryson DeChambeau. And he said, we're sitting there having lunch and watching the telecast as they were showing Bryson. I was like, this guy has to lose the Masters to not win the Masters. Think about that. Mm. So basically, he'd have to be an awful putter. That's it, right? In other words, like it's up to him to lose the yeah. Masters. But I'm trying to think. I mean, he's got he he hits the ball so hard and so so long. far. Yeah, he's on the green in two. Every par five, he'll be on in two. Mm -hmm. Now, if that eagle putt is 80 feet or 30 feet, is one thing. But is he a good enough putter? He's pretty good. He's been really good for the putter. Man, he's plus eight hundred. Yeah, he's the favorite, right? Or, oh, or yeah, is it? Yeah. Or is it? Now, no, Kepka and Dustin Johnson played great this week, so they're coming in a little with a little momentum. Yeah, I think that we just with the knee and just not seeing Kepka a lot. I think he's not going to move up at all. So you're saying you're saying if you um if if he's plus eight hundred, I mean mm -hmm. you put eight hundred down, you win how much? You put down one hundred, you'll win eight hundred. Oh, okay, all right. So if you put down 800, multiply it by eight, eight times eight is what? 64, yep. $6,400. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How about that? How about that? Yeah. All right. So tomorrow we got Ryan's going to come on. It's got Ryan Ballinger. He's really good. He's smart. So we can talk a little bit about the masters and, and McMullen. Yeah. And McMullen. And we have the trivia or the uh, fake news. Fake news, right. So right. we can also do, yeah, he's at 1140. We can do McMullen either 1240 or overtime. It's up to you guys. And then uh, figure everything else out. I mean, we've got, you guys will watch the show, right? Yeah. Like, Absolutely. Oh, it, it's, so here's, here's what I would say. Stick through Barrett, like you're gonna go back a little bit to episode one, but I feel like you're locked in already, right? I'm locked in, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. locked in. So don't don't look like I don't want to say anything at all, but the the first the first 20, 25, 30 minutes of it is is good, but it's it's not like last episode. Is it a little slow? 
Yeah, but I, I hate to use that term slow because I think when you look at how everything played out at the end of the episode, it's a necessary build. It's it's like, hey, man, I, I had to move. My, it's not zero to 60 in 60. It's like zero to 60 in a buck 20, if that makes sense. Mm. But you still need to go from zero to 30 to get to zero to 60. It's not like you could bypass it. Well, I'm, I'm going to watch it as soon as we get off there. Oh, man, I'm telling you, the ending of this episode even as a little bit as predictable as it gets right at the end. I think they did that on purpose, but there's a really cool twist at the end of this episode that I was like, wow, it's Barrett uh, you said it's that golf shot that keeps you coming back. <laughs> oh, keeps calling brings they, you back. Yeah. They have, they have really, they have really thrown this wrench into this whole thing. And Sutherland is there's some good Sutherland in this episode. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good Sutherland. Yeah, Kepka at plus two thousand. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. He uh, shot. Uh, he shot sixty. What did he shoot? Sixty-five, sixty-five over the weekend. Boy, I, I, I swear. Five. There's so much in my life I would sacrifice to be able to shoot just par. <laughs> like just to be a scratch I'm, I'm telling you there's so many things i would mm. sacrifice just to be a scratch golfer i'd cut off a digit <laughs> I, like, I play with i play with three guys that were like that they they were they were scratch golfers uh quarterbacks yeah one well two no one was a quarterback um and that was coy detmer mm-hmm. and then i played with uh richard cooper offensive lineman yeah he, oh yeah he was also a scratch golfer wow and then uh I didn't play with him, but um, I worked with him a whole bunch. But Sterling Sharp. Is that right? Sterling can go pro if he wanted to. Really? Be, that would require too much work of him. He's he's at the point in his life where he doesn't take anything seriously anymore. Hmm. Nothing seriously. He That's just crazy, you know, man. Yeah, he's he's invested his money. He's done a, he's done a good job of uh, making sure he's chilling in his latter years. <laughs> well, that's the thing too, where those three. I mean, think about it. They're all playing scratch level. And I'm sure you have a lot of guys that are doing other things like, you know, pro athletes and all mm-hmm. that if they had the time could probably put together, you know, a, a decent attempt at like a lower end tour. Well, most kickers too. Yeah. yeah kickers yeah, are good. A lot, yeah. Right. But then it's like, I mean, think about it. Then it's like, okay, now you're on tour and now every week you have, it's a grind. Yes. Yes. And cool. you see it here, even like at Aronimink and, you know, other really top notch courses they are already difficult. And then by the time you get to a PJ event, and then by the time you get to Sunday, mm-hmm. you're talking about a completely different course. Like they don't even look the same half the right. time as far as your greens, you know, they, they may add 15 feet on like a bunker or uh, as far as, you know, a green and, and crazy man scratch golfer for Sterling sharp. Oh man. He's, 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 Didn't realize he, that. um, he goes and plays in, in, in tournaments. They pay him like 20 grand to go play in golf tournaments an appearance the, fee yeah appearance fee like wow. around the country he's that good that he they, they pay him to do it we were when we were at the this was back when i was working with schwartz at nbc sports radio but we went, go to lake tahoe yep yep, yeah the tahoe i'll never go again and here's why there's no way you have to fly into vegas mm-hmm. and there's no way to fly in without hitting like this ridiculous turbulence i don't know why but it was i, I thought we were going to die three or four times over. <laughs> and i actually drove i had to drive back to the airport with amani tumor and donovan McNabb. 
Mm-hmm. Amani's was, my guy. Yeah, it was. Well, I worked with Amani, so it was me, Amani, and then somebody uh-huh. who was like the program director at NBC was like, "Hey, uh, you guys got any room for Donovan?" I was like, "Donovan McNabb." He's like, "Yeah." yeah, yeah. So we drove back from Tahoe, but the um, a lot of those guys were really good. Like Rodney, I did the show with Rodney Harrison, and he shot like seventy four or something like that. So a lot of these guys were sneaky good. But then you start to see who they're playing with. And it's like, okay, you know, they're they're pros for for a reason. Right. Can you right. can you imagine if you had if that plane had gone down and you spent your last moments alive with Dan Schwartzman? No, thankfully Schwartzman was not on that. Plane. Oh, he wasn't on the no. flight. Oh, no. okay. Who's Dan no. Schwartzman? Yeah, exactly. That that's a drop in its own right. <laughs> Dan Schwartzman. Who is Dan Schwartzman? What the hell is he doing? Uh, he's, a, he's a guy that we all used to work with. He actually, he was the first guy I ever worked with down in Atlantic City. Mm. Oh, I've asked this question again because I just looked him up. I've asked this question before, and the same guy keeps coming up. I don't know him. <laughs> Trust me. He, he kind of looks like a producer, too. Yeah. Yeah. He's a host. He's a host? Yeah, he's a host. He looks like the producer. <laughs> right. Amazing. <laughs> We're out. On that note. Well, well, we should bring Schwartz on. We should. Introduce him to Barrett. Yeah, we should. My good buddy. And then he'll be saying, my good buddy, Barrett Brooks. Oh, yeah. He'll be asking for your phone number, and he'll be texting you and interviewing you. And You'll hear on a segment like three months from now, he's doing a show. Yeah. My good buddy, Barrett Brooks, told me. <laughs> you guys Harry, are terrible, man. Harry does a, as a good Schwartzman. Mark, I think, does a really good yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a great one, too. <laughs> All right, that's it for us. We're back on a Tuesday. Another edition of Overtime in the books. Again, 11 to 1 right here on phillyvoice.com slash the middle for Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, and Aton Shander. We'll see you tomorrow. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life.